Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show. Tonight's topic is I can't tell her child nothing. We have a few rules and they are no profanity, no politics, no racial stuff, and this is not Bible study. My name is Darren Smith and I'll be your host for the evening along with my co-hosts Rodney Turner and Tony Hawkins. If you have something to say, please feel free to do so. If you just prefer to listen, that's cool. Just put your phones on mute. So with all that getting said, let's get started. Uh, the first thing I want to know, how many people on the phone are step-parents? I am. Okay. And and how is your relationship? Anybody else? I am. How is- okay. All right. Is your... Um, is your is your relationship with your children or your stepchildren? How's your relationship, Tony? I heard you say. Uh, or I mean, uh, Andrew. I heard you say you are you are a step parent. How's your relationship with your children, your stepchildren? Fantastic. It's always been that way. Um. <laughs> no. I mean, we went through growing pains and and you know all that kind of stuff. Okay, talk about it if you don't mind sharing. Kind well, of growing pains you point? went through with your stepchildren. <laughs> do I mean, you have a do you have a son or stepdaughter or stepson? Stepdaughter. How many? Two, three. One, one, and she's twenty three years old now. Okay, so when you first got married to your wife, uh-huh. uh, how was that relationship with her? Well, when now, I was let me ask, met, wait, 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 one question first: Was her dad, her biological father, in her life? Very much so. Okay. All right. Now go ahead. When I met Glenn, um, Deja was eleven. Okay, and she was Daddy's little girl. Her dad, her biological father's little girl. Correct. Okay. Um, when we got married, she was thirteen, and today she's twenty-three. So, um, I've been in her life as a stepfather for about 10 years and, you know, a little bit longer knowing her. Okay. Now, how is your relationship with her when you, when, since she's daddy's little girl and you, you knew man coming on the scene, how was that relationship? Uh, as far as, because I know it can't be attached the same as her father's relate her and her father's relationship is attached. Correct. Okay, so how was it different? Well, first of all, we had to, you know, are you talking about in the dating process, in the engagement process, or in the marriage? Well, okay, you can talk about was the dating. I'm not going to say it really counts because your wife don't know she's going to be your wife at that point. And, you know, so it's more so along after the engagement and then you start breaking down the rules to her or, or, or 
of how it's going to be once you and her mom get together. So that's when the that's when that I noticed that period of I can't stand this new dude comes in. That's when that period starts, at least in my case. But go ahead. Well, um, you know, in the beginning it was nothing because she didn't know, you know, we were serious or dating or, you know, it was just, oh, you know, here's a guy. You know, she didn't, you know, beginning know we even had interest in that kind of thing like that. But, you know, she was very perceptive, you know, that, you know, there was something that was, you know, hey, you know, he's kind of liking. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I had a party at my house, and I didn't even recognize this, but I probably had about 50 or 60 people over. And um, this was probably the first time that Deja was at my house. And, um, and everybody, you know, we had, you know, you have, you have, you have, it was a, a outside kind of a party and you have plastic cups and Glenn wanted something to drink. And, and I went in the cabinet and got her a glass and got her something to drink. I didn't think anything of it. And mm-hmm. afterwards, um, Deja said to, to Glenn, um, you, I noticed that uh, everybody had plastic, and he got you a glass. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> so she was real perceptive, you know, like, hey, what's going on? You know, that, that I think that was the first time she noticed something, you know. But um, I mean, we went through we went through times, um, difficult times. We went through, you know, getting to know each other times, learning each other times. Um, times that she didn't want to hear my mouth about things. Um, we went through a lot of times um, in the beginning stages when, you know, in the engagement. Well, part of the thing was we, we um, really included her in a lot, uh, especially in when when I really started to date her mom. Um, I knew I wanted to marry her mom even though I hadn't asked her. Okay. Uh, so I included Deja a lot in in the process. As a matter of fact, Deja even set up our um, our engagement dinner and and the whole deal um, because okay. I wanted her to be part of it. Now, how um, long after? Let me ask you this, Andrew. How long after um, her mom and her dad were divorced after you and her start dating? You and um, Glenn start dating? Oh, um, maybe seven years. Okay, she was so five she was, when they split up, and and we were dating, okay. you know, so six or seven years. Okay, okay. So I mean, it, was, it, you know, this was, was I a, wasn't like like dude coming in taking her away from you know daddy. That wasn't the kind of thing it was. Okay, okay, got you. No, no. So when um, you but, got married, after you got married, did your um, did your rules or the things that you was telling her she can and can't do? Did it take a turn for the worse in any way? Um, there were times, uh, probably the, the most difficult thing was Deja, you know, Deja liked me. Um, and because she liked me, she felt pressure that, like, if her dad was around, she couldn't show that she liked me. Gotcha. She felt like, I, I can't. I, if I if I like him, you know, for some reason, you know, that'll be an insult to my dad. Mm-hmm. 
and I can't okay. show that I like him or care about him or, or that he's even a nice guy. So, um, you know, those were stressors. A lot of stressors were when, um, you know, he was a, he was a, you know, every other weekend dad, when she would come back from there, there was a lot of stress with those times. Okay. Tony, you had, did you share the same experiences or did you share something different than, um, than what Andrew just explained? I didn't actually share anything. I was just listening. No, I'm saying that you share the same experiences with your stepchildren. You said you was in a your step parent too. Yeah, nah. I didn't. So share everything was on. Was yours different? What? Was, how was yours different from his? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I didn't have a weekend father to deal with. Um, was her father and, in your life? Kind of not really. I mean, yeah, he he's still around, but still absent. You know what I mean? In another state. I okay, mean, he was so here for a little that, while, then rolled out. So it wasn't that pressure of her comparing fathers or her dad getting jealous that, you know, like Andrew said, uh, getting jealous that she might like you vice him or she got to treat him any different than you or something like that. It wasn't nothing. You, you didn't experience anything. He might have been just glad that somebody stepped in, man. That's what I think. Glad that somebody stepped in and did what he was going to do. So was there any know, ever? There was any okay. Anybody else a step parent on the line? Because um, I got this question: Have anybody? Uh, I'm, you I'm, sorry, Andrew, I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. I was trying. I was trying to mute. I'm a step parent. Just just to answer your question. Okay. How how's your experience with your step step uh, child? Um, me and my um my my, my yeah, I call him my son. We get along great. Mm-hmm. We get along great. I I've never had uh any problems. I've been with him since he he's been two years old, so and then the the father I haven't had any problems with the father one on one. Um, we've always been cordial with each other. Um but then again, I knew him before, before, so I don't know. Well, the reason why I'm asking, have so any of your stepchildren ever say, you know, when, if you step to them and say, hey, you need to be doing this because I said so, and they turn to you and say, hey, you're not my father. Have y'all ever got that? No, I never got that. Andrew? No, no? I never got that either. I haven't got that. Yeah, I, I, I got that treatment, uh, you know, with my stepchildren uh, when they were younger. But they were, you know, when my, my wife and I got together, they were already like 16 and pretty much practically of age to, to be where they're supposed to be in their life and already set. So when I try to tell them to do something, they're like, well, you're not my father. And I was like, you know, through retaliation and hurt feelings, I said, well, you're not my child, but you're living in my house, so you're going to do what I tell you to do. So that didn't blow over well either, So, but I, but we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, is, is there at any time that their mother get in the way of you disciplining them? Yeah. Whatever time? Go ahead. I said, yes. What happened? 
Well, for the most part, when when we married, we were you know we were all on the same page. But it's really really hard for a a mother to allow you to discipline her children, especially if she perceives you being harsh with them. Um, everything in them wants to be the mama bear, and um, really, you know. I can't tell you, I can tell you what she has said, but I could, you know, it was difficult. There were times it was very difficult for her, um, you know, to step back because that's her baby. And she she says, well, you know, I had to pray on it. (laughs) You know, there were times I had to pray on it because, and then she'd say, well, you know, Lord, you know, he's good enough to be my husband, you know, so he's, you know, he's got to be good enough to discipline my child. But you know, we had two different disciplinary styles, mm-hmm. and Both I had to be gentler doing. with, with you know, with my stepdaughter because I was stepping into her life at thirteen, than you know my children that I raised from you know from birth. So I had to be a little more patient than I would have been, um, but we had we had different different parenting styles. Yeah, that goes for you too, Tom. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew. Were you uh, were you still spanking at that time? No, no, spanker. No, but I mean, there were times where you know I had to snatch a little behind up. When you say snatch her, <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, snatch her up, you know, because you know, um, I, I'm not I'm not real good with some kid disrespecting me. Right. Come closer to your phone, Andrew. I can hardly hear you, buddy. I said I'm not real good with a kid disrespecting me. Not in my house. Right. Okay. Well, what happened? So, you know, there were there were a few times that you know she had to know you crossed the line, and those were some of those times were difficult because, you know, my wife, you know, um, you know, was there when those things went on, and that was difficult. You know, for her to do, and there were there was. I remember one time, especially. I mean, it really got pretty heated because, you know, um, and and we you know we had to we had to really you know we had to really deal with it because you ain't gonna you ain't gonna jump in my face and be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's just not gonna happen, you know. And um, you know, and and of course, my wife saw that raise up, and you know, she you know she had she you know wanted to be jumping to the defense of you know of of the child, and then me me talking to to Glenn in a certain way, then the child wants to try to defend you know Glenn against me, you know. So that was that was mm-hmm. probably the hairiest situation. So when you jacked her up. Mom jumped in the way. Glenn jumped in the way and was like, "Hey, you don't be touching my daughter like that." No, no, no. Actually, no. When I jacked her up, she didn't. She really prayed on that one, but that was a different situation. It was more than one time these kind of things went on. Um, once or twice, I jacked her up, um, but um, Glenn, Glenn never said, "Don't touch my daughter." I okay, remember one hurry. time. She's I mean, maybe there's that one time, you know, you know, that really got heated when she said, You're not gonna speak to her like that or something like that. And 
everything in me wanted to lash back out. But I turned around, walked away, and walked up to my office and didn't say a word. Mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> I feel you. All right, Tony, hey, what, what about you, man? Go, uh, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Malcolm. I just, I just wanted to ask him, Andrew, um, at this time, I think you said she was about 13 years old. Is that what you said? When we got married, she was 13. Okay. And then she started acting, kind of acting out like that as she got older. Yeah, because, first of all, she's a very stubborn child, okay? When I say that, I mean, I mean, she would, you know, she's just really stubborn, and it wasn't just toward me. I mean, if she didn't like certain things, she would just dig her heels in, you know what I mean? I mean, to the point where, you know, we have to bring down the law. So let me tell you something. You know, you rebellion is not going to stand in this house. And mm-hmm. you will live in your bedroom with nothing until you're 18. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I mean, and she was so stubborn. She'd be like, put me in the bedroom. So what? Take what you want. So what? It was time she was in there for two weeks and try to play like everything was fine. I mean, and me and Glenn would be like, fine, okay, that's where you want to live. Fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and then finally she would break. You know, and and we would tell her we are going to break rebellion. Rebellion is as witch as is witchcraft, and we will not have it. And stubbornness mm-hmm. as is is as worshiping idols. And in this house, that will not stand. You know. Mm-hmm. So, so where did she get that? Where did she get that stubborn trait from? Her mom or her dad? Um, probably probably her mom. All right. Because <laughs> Glenn, is, Glenn is tough, man. I mean, she's, you know, I mean, you know, but but Glenn, um, um, the first several years of her life, she wasn't disciplining her, um, you know, and she wanted to be her friend and all that kind of thing. And, you know, having to go through the breakup with her dad and all that kind. And it wasn't until she was like nine years old that Glenn realized, I need to discipline this child. So she started bringing rules down on this child, and the child started rebel against them because she mm-hmm. hadn't been disciplining her, you know. And, and Glenn, you know, Glenn let her know, you know. Glenn, Glenn's tough. I mean, <laughs> I think she was about nine years old, and, and, and the child hadn't done anything wrong. And Glenn, <laughs> Glenn went, to her, went to her bedroom and said, come here. I said, what? She said, she said, any time you want to step up to me and you want to buck up and feel froggy, come on. She said, but I will beat you like I don't know you. <laughs> and Daniel's uh, like, what I do? What I do? She said, you ain't done nothing, but any time you want to step to me, you come on. Hmm. <laughs> saw an episode of Oprah Winfrey or something that day. She said, I will beat you like a woman in the street. <laughs> okay? Hmm. You know, but, but Deja was... She's a very strong-willed child. I shouldn't use the word, well, she was stubborn, but she's very, and still, still to this day she's strong, which is good. She's not influenced by those around her. When she makes her mind up to do something, she's going to do it. But we, you know, she wasn't taking the authority. You know, so, you know, we would, you know, we would say that this is not going to stand in this house. And but But for the most part, I had Glenn's, Feel of approval and backing, because if 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 I could not discipline Deja, I would have not married her. I wouldn't have married De- uh, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into that. That's crazy. Because I could not live with a child 
in my house that I could not discipline. And see, and that's that's the problem. That's the problem I had. You know, um, the problem that I had was if I tell, well, when I used to tell my wife's children to do something, uh, they wouldn't do it, and they would look towards her as to say, "Get him." You know, right. he he's he's not my father, so why are you letting him? I wasn't saying anything bad to him. I would just say right. stuff like, you know, turn the TV off. Have you finished your homework? No, I'll right. finish it later. No, finish your homework now, and right. I'll turn off the TV, and they'll look at mom and be like, you going to let this clown turn the TV off and disrespect me like that? So it was like that was kind of where, where Glenn was. I was, a, I was like this, and this is how I was written. If my father spoke to me, it wasn't – I will do it when I get around to doing it. It was stop what I was doing and do what he said at that moment. That moment, right. There was no I will get around to it where Glenn would say things to Deja, and when Deja got to doing it, it was okay. So that was, when I say difference in, in parenting styles, okay, um, we clashed with that quite often. Okay, because... Deja would lackadaisically get to doing things, and that would drive me crazy. Right, right. What about what about? Glenn would be like, "Well, she's gonna do it, (laughs) you know, and and gonna do it, but doing what I tell you to do is two different things, and that was a disrespect to me, and we had to work through those things." Okay. What about you, Tony? Did you did you share any of those things that Andrew was talking about, or yours was different? Uh, I mean, he did keep, you know, he said, he said a lot. It was definitely, um, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Um, no, I think it was pretty much different. It was pretty much different. How was it different? It was, it was different in good ways or was it different in like, you know, she was just, I mean, you know, I mean, no, no. I mean, there's, there's all, all children are different, you know, and, and, and going into the step, step parenting, Situation, you gotta know that there's gonna be some conflict in the beginning because they gotta they gotta respect you. They gotta know that you um, that you got their best interest, you know, at heart. And 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 then you can't go in there trying to replace something. You know, um, I always look at it as I'm here to help. You know, um, whatever you need, I'm here to help. And there's certain things I'm not gonna let go on because I'm a father. But the fact that I raised two two girls before her. I kind of was experienced in, you know, how teenage girls can be. And this was just a little different um, for me because, you know, the fact that I was a, that I still am a step parent. So I had to figure out how to do it properly too. And again, you know, it's not, it's, it's not easy, but, but fortunate for me, she was someone that was willing to uh, learn just like I was willing to learn. Let me just say it that way. So you said you had custody of your girls. Were they in the house the same time your, your stepdaughter one was. got married to your wife? One was. My youngest oh. one was at the same time. Were there any, so. any, any problems between the two or as far as you uh, being concerned about disciplining one, vice discipline to the the new one that really don't know you? You know what I'm saying? Because one knows you. And one knows what you will and will not tolerate. But sometimes that child looks at how you're treating that stepchild and say, wait, Dad, wait a minute, you wouldn't let me get away with that. And they don't understand 
in your mind, you're thinking, wait a minute, well, you know me. You know, but she still has to learn me. So was there ever any conflict between the two children when it came down to you uh, letting one, so to speak, get away with murder and letting the other one, your you know, your biological child, like, okay, you can't get away with Jack? No, I didn't have that issue because I didn't let anybody get away with murder. Um, and, you can't, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you got to, you, you know, you can't discriminate, man. It's got to be across the board. You know what I mean? You can't let you can't let one feel or one feel that you're showing favoritism to the other one. And you really have to pay close attention to that when you're you're in that situation. It's different when you have two kids, two biologicals. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. even the two biologicals will be like, well, you treat the other one better than you treat me. Yeah, whatever. Because they forget, you know, the, the their behaviors. You know, one may okay. act better. You know what I mean? So she may get a little bit more. And the other one may be bad all the time and don't get nothing. And they say, well, why do you treat her so much better? Because you're horrible. You know what I mean? You just you just don't do what you're supposed to do. But when it's in a step-down situation, you got to really pay close attention to um, the way you treat both of them. And it's got to be as close to equal as possible. But, again, the, the, the biological gave me ten times more problems than than the new one. Yes, Okay. Now, Malcolm, I know that you said you was a step parent. You got you got another child um, outside of your marriage before you know your daughter was before uh, you got married, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, is there any differential? I know it's not. You said it wasn't any on your part, or maybe you haven't said that yet, or maybe I know you too well. But is there any difference? On the other side, as far as your wife being a step parent to your daughter, uh, I think so. Um, I don't, and I don't know if it's because of um, it being uh, a female, my wife, and a female, my daughter. Um, my wife thinks that females are um, sneaky, or she believes that. So if my daughter does something that my wife perceives as being sneaky. And in particular, if I don't jump on it, uh, as soon as my wife thinks I, I should, she um, either subconsciously or uh, inside she'll have a problem, even though if she may not say it at that moment, that bothers her. So I don't know if it has to do with her being my, uh, her being a stepdaughter or her just being a female. So you think that if it was her daughter, it would be it would be the same sort of treatment just because she feels like all females are sneaky? I want to say that. Uh, I want to say that's the case, but I know how my wife loves uh, her kids. But at the same time, I know how she was raised, and and what I just described to you about her thinking all females are sneaky—that's how she was raised. So I'm not quite sure. If it would be different um, if it was her daughter. Okay. Is it is it any treatment as far as the two children uh, from your perspective, or you know, or hers? Like if you when your daughter comes around, I'm, I'm quite sure you get visits from her. And when she mm-hmm. comes around, do is there is there a treatment uh, differential between 
your son or your stepson and your daughter from your wife's perspective? Is there a, is there a difference in my perception of the, of the way she treats my uh, my 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 stepson and my biological daughter? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, or if she look at you and say, "Oh, you treating her better than you treat him," or vice versa. Um, I don't think so, because I'm pretty much real uh, easy going with the kids, unless unless they're acting what I perceive as disrespectful at all. Other than that, we just having fun. So, and it's no difference between, um, uh, in my opinion, the way I treat him and the way I treat my daughter. So I'm trying to think if she's ever just straight up said that to me, that I'm treating uh, my daughter better than I'm treating my son. And I I can't recollect, unless you can recollect uh, at one point in time when me and my wife and you and your wife were talking, I, I can't remember her actually saying that. Okay, what about her saying to you that you let Khalees get away with murder or you let, you know. Oh, she'll, say, she'll say that. Um, that I let my daughter get away with much more or um, that my daughter is pulling the wool over my eyes when what it really is is I just don't care that much at this age that, you know, I'm just not on her like a hawk with every turn that she makes, and I'm not on my son like that either. Yeah, but the truth really is we men, we're harder on our sons than we are on our daughters usually. Because mm-hmm. we know how tough life is, and we got to toughen them up. Right. But see, the, yeah. the the mothers don't look at it like that. They don't look at it as we're doing that. They look at it as ill treatment sometimes. I'm not going to say all the time, but sometimes they can look at it as ill treatment, or you're treating him like the 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 going the the saying the red-headed stepchild. You're treating my my child like the red-headed stepson, and you need to stop it. You know what I mean? Have, have anybody experienced that? Talk to the stepfathers. Have anybody experienced that with their with their child and their and their mom and their wife? I'm sorry. I know you got some calls on. Go ahead. I would say I, I I just I kind of feel that way. Um, and with what Andrew just said, I believe my wife has has the same thing, but on the female side. My wife thinks that she has to let my daughter know that she can't get get away with things because she'll probably try that uh, uh, in the future. So my wife is like watching my daughter like a hawk. My wife is saying, she'll tell me, Malcolm, she's way smarter than what you think. And and my Mm -hmm. response is, I'm not even thinking, well, I'm not even trying to, I'm not thinking that she don't know what she's doing or she doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm not even analyzing it like that. So I don't know if what you're saying is true or not. Like if she's trying to get away with something, I mean, I like if she comes to me and she asks me for something and then I say, um, go ahead. But what, what previously before coming to ask me, she had asked my wife and my wife said no or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. She thinks that I don't. She thinks that I don't understand what's going on with that. Why so why would you? Okay, so what what is your response to that? Because that's that's obviously a problem if she's going to ask mom 
or stepmom, can I have something? And stepmom says no, and then she turns right around and asks you, and you says yes, but you don't correct. Do you correct the discipline? Do you discipline her at that point and let her know, hey, you can't do that. I don't care how long you're here for the weekend. That's not appropriate. Yeah, if that happens, I I jump on it immediately, and it's out of um, love for my kids. I want them to understand what you can do and what you can't do. But at that point, my wife is so insulted that my daughter tried something like that. She's assuming that I just got the wool pulled all, all over my eyes when, well, baby, I was unaware that she had asked you. It would have happened to 100 out of 100 people. I just didn't know she asked you. But and then at that point, my wife mad at me. She mad at my daughter. She mad at, you know, she's just upset. And then she'll attribute me to me not knowing how smart she is. Well, I did that. I, as a male, did that to my parents. Right. She won't chalk it up as kids being kids. She's just thinking that it's a, this is another female trying to get over on my husband. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, we, 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 get, we do that one time until we get caught, and our parents bring the wood, and we know we can't do that again. But, it, but and then, so let's, let's take that situation. And this is in my household. Um, we'll take that situation, and it's a blatant situation. And then the next time, it was a particular time, I was outside barbecuing. My wife was upstairs, I think, with the baby, uh, kind of stuck upstairs. My daughter wanted a screwdriver. And uh, she had asked my, my wife for it. And then my wife said something about go ask her father. And I'm trying to remember how this played out. And so my daughter came downstairs and asked me. And then I said, now, I'm not realizing that she had asked my, my wife already. I said, yeah, go upstairs and get one. There's one upstairs. There's a two-box. Right? Go upstairs and get it or something like that. And then and then my daughter went up and uh, to my wife. She couldn't find it. And then she said to my wife, well, my dad said get it, right? Oh. He told me to get it. And so then my wife. She goes and grabs the screwdriver and brings it down to me, thinking that I want it. Somehow, somewhere it got, it was a mistranslation. And in her mind, my wife, she's really paying attention to this now. She thinks that my daughter tried to play her in some form or fashion. Mm. And then she and, said, Police, because you weren't, this is what she said, because you weren't clear, I ended up bringing it to him when all it was was that you wanted it. Stop trying to be sneaky. That's her argument at that point. So do you believe your daughter was trying to be sneaky? Um, uh, because remember, it started out with your wife telling her to make sure she do whatever she can do to get the screwdriver. No, uh, you Which know what? What it was? What, no, what it was? Um, it wasn't as clear cut as that. I can't remember if my daughter said. Um, do you know where a screwdriver is or something? She had asked my wife at the end of the day. I, I think what it was was it was just a, a, a – it could have been mistranslated. I don't think my wife was – my daughter was trying to make my wife get up and do anything because my daughter easily would have just rather just get it herself. So I, I don't I – don't, I don't know what a victory would have been in that to do all that. And then so, so I mean, even as I'm explaining this to you right now, my wife would say, see, my wife would say, see, Malcolm. She's smarter than what you think. Yeah. I have the same situation with my wife. Mm-hmm. Except I'm in your wife's shoes. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, oh, just I you was on you wasn't on the phone earlier. I was asking the. So obviously you're a step parent. Yeah. And, yeah. And parent, a, not, step, a step parent sees your kid uh, much more clearly than a parent ever could. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Go ahead absolutely. And explain that. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. Because when when a parent looks at a kid, a parent is looking at a kid through a loving lens. And I'm not saying a step-parent doesn't have a loving lens, but it's just easier for a step-parent to see some of the negative traits and the things that need to be addressed. And it's really easy. It's really easy for a parent to just to pass it off as, ah, well, they just being a teenager. Oh, it's puberty. Or, oh, you know, this is just normal. I did the same thing when I was growing up. Right. I, I had to point those things out to my wife, you know, that she needed to straighten some things out because she couldn't see the game that was played sometimes. Right. And it's always, and, and to the gentleman that I was talking to, believe me, it's always a game. It's always a game. A game coming from the child or the game coming from the adult? A game coming from the child. Okay. Hey, but but see the thing is, I I I understand that from the perspective of my daughter is going to use whatever intellect she can to get the screwdriver. So potentially there could be a little bit of salesmanship involved. But oh, the, the but the thing of it is, you said that one the, the the original parent looks at it from a loving to a loving lens. Is it possible that the non-biological parent or the step-parent looks at it from a judgmental lens? Yep. No, not from being judgmental, just being, you know, completely. Um, it's easier for a step-parent to be unbiased in a situation. Because just like a step-parent will point out the bad, a step-parent also point out the good. Right. I think it's a lot easier for a step-parent to be unbiased. And as a matter of fact, it goes both ways. Because there was there was conversations I had to have with, with my stepdaughter, you know, because she was so bent out of shape with things her mother would say or do that I was able, because I wasn't, I mean, you're not as, I don't want to say emotionally attached, but but you aren't, you know, you love them, but, but you can take a step back, whereas a parent a lot of times you can't. And I was able to, there were times my, my, you know, I mean, a lot of times young teenage daughters and mothers have these real big challenges with each other. Um, and there was times I would say, Deja, we, she and I would sit down, and I'd say, let me ask you something, because she was mad because the mother said this or that, and she would get mad about it. And I'd say, and I would ask her, I said, you know, on many occasions, Deja, has your mother ever tried to hurt you? I didn't say, has she hurt you? Has she ever tried to hurt you? And she'd say, no, but I don't understand why she got it. I said, well, no, I understand that. But if she's never tried to hurt you, even though you don't understand why she wants this done or to do that, you got to understand she's not trying to hurt you now. Now, as 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 a step parent, you can you can take a step back without that emotional situation that's going on be, between mother and daughter. Okay. 
Hey, but you know something, Andrew, as as I'm as you're talking and I'm thinking about it a little bit more with that situation with the screwdriver. Part of my thought process was, baby, why didn't you just give her the screwdriver? My wife was upset because she got up, came downstairs, and came outside with a screwdriver and handed it to me. Right, she because did all that extra work. The most important objective of of that story that you tell us to your wife was the fact that she had to put forth the effort to get the screwdriver. Okay. Now, pause that right there. My okay. thing was, why are you so untrusting or why are you so defensive that you just didn't hand the screwdriver to Khalees if you thought what Khalees was asking you was to give me the screwdriver? Why didn't you let her bring it to me? So there goes the conflict of her the first time catching my daughter asking me for something and then asking her for something. Now it's lightweight out of control. Well, I don't think... Well, see, I, now at that point, you're looking at her one. Because oh. she came between you and your wife. And she I'm not saying between, that was her are goal. You, are, you talking about, are you talking about the first time that she asked me for something and my wife said no, or are you talking about the screwdriver situation? I'm talking about you being upset with your wife with the way she reacted to your daughter. And, and, I, wasn't and upset with, that, I, wasn't, I wasn't upset with her reacting to my daughter that way. I was upset with her getting mad at me, and I didn't even do nothing. But you said, well, why why didn't you just do this and, and do that instead of, in other words, the beef now became between you and your wife. The beef was between me and my wife when she ha- tried to hand me the screwdriver. And, I said, and, and that's all I'm trying to say to you. As, as, a, as a child, a lot of times the goal is to come between the parents. And, and when she came between y'all, she won that victory. She pushed now you, but that, now you're assuming that her goal was to get my wife out of the bed. What, what, I don't know what the goal was, was, but I'm telling you the situation was she was able to come between you and your wife. She was That's able to cause argument. some kind of so you so you you believe that she was able to cause some kind of rift, no matter what it was. Absolutely, and 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 I, I just want to say now, just to clear this up, the daughter did not have a set objective to start this thing out with a screwdriver. I'm going to come in between my dad and his wife. That wasn't the case. The daughter has used the communication method to her advantage. She has talked to both of you all enough to know exactly what to say and what not to say. So when she talked to your wife, she left out, some critical details when talking to your wife. Yeah. And so your wife was upset because you wouldn't acknowledge that. You were looking at it from a very simplistic point of view. Why can't you just get the screwdriver and be done with it? This is so, you know, this is so small. Well, I'm also so looking at it from a, from a fair perspective because I, I'm, I would go to say probably 100% of the people definitely in my household like, kind of operate that way, and I would imagine it's like that in the rest of your household. You kind of know wh- how to say it to get it done. Right, right. And believe me, the way your daughter talks to you, communicates with you. She, but when it's just her and your wife, she talks to her a totally different way. Mhm. Well, but that's. I think that's part. That, I don't think that's because they're smart enough to know how to get out of a person what they want. I Absolutely. Probably. Well, well, I mean, at the end of the day, that's probably what it is. But I think the root of it is you just have two different relationships. 
Absolutely. I'm not saying there's malice involved in any of this. I mean, because I just went through with my daughter. My daughter's supposed to be in bed at 830. I come upstairs at 849, and my mom is here. Come upstairs with my mom. My daughter just gets up, goes to her room. I saw, and when she's getting up, I say, oh, you must talk to your mom. Assuming that my wife told her that when I come up with my mom, she used to get up and get out. She just said, I don't know. Just went on upstairs. I said, huh, okay. We don't have any clear communication. But I'm sure if I go up there and talk to my wife, my wife's like, yeah, I told her to come upstairs when your mom comes up. Classic example. Go ahead. Was, I mean, did, 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 was there a bold-faced lie in any of that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure when I talk to my wife, I get to the bottom of it. I just tell my wife, hey, it's past 830. She was still down here. She wasn't up in the room. And I let it go where it goes. But what if your wife don't say, when your wife don't respond how you expect her to respond to her daughter, um, what is your response to your wife? Oh, what if my wife says, oh, my God, I'm tired. Every time you, you're bringing up something, you know, that my daughter's right. done, oh, blah, blah, blah. Right. I just say, oh, okay, cool. No problem. I just handle it do myself. You think it'd be, but do you think that it would be the same way if if the shoe was on the other foot? It could be. I, I think I think it could be the same way because I think if it was my child, you know, um, I definitely believe I would probably react the same way my wife would react or the same way my man reacted over the screwdriver. Like, what's the big deal? This is nothing. Yeah, but do you do you think your wife would react the same way you react? Like, you know, yes. why are you always, why are you not listening? Why are you letting her getting over on you or... Uh, uh, miscommunicating with us or, or trying to get between us. Because a yeah, lot of when times, it happens, that's what the woman, a lot of times the woman think that that's what the daughters are trying to do, and then you can't really say nothing to the child because this is supposed to be an adult conversation between two adults that can't communicate properly because one thinks is malice behind it, and the other one thinks, hey, that's just a child being a child. Well, that's, a, that's easy to fix, tell you the truth. I mean, if you have a strong relationship with your spouse, then you all could overcome the little games the kids play. Not really, because if you, you can, don't think- you just have to have the adult conversation. I mean, the the parent, the child's parent, has to take down the auto defense mode. Like I'm gonna come to my child's defense because this person is always down in my child. And then the step-parent has to come out of the accusatory mode. You know, I'm just, here's another, here's something else you're missing. Here's something else you, you're not, you're just totally oblivious to what she's doing. And have a conversation and figure out what you can work out. But what Andrew said earlier, he said his wife had to pray on some things. Oh, yeah. Well, if, oh, yeah. Now, now, the reason why I say this is because when I hear this, when I hear a woman or a step-parent or the biological parent has to pray on something, that automatically transfigures my mind that, okay, you must not trust me to do the right thing at this particular moment. You must think I'm going to use some extra strength that I don't need to necessarily use against this child. 
wait, wait. What, what, what it was and what it was in the past, obviously in the past, but it was a situation of her automatic response was to protect her child. That's not something that you think about. When, you know, if, if, if I'm speaking to her, especially in a harsh way or in a loud way or this or that, your automatic response as a parent is, I'm going to protect my child. You know, here's this 240-pound man, you know, up in the face of my, you know, 12-year-old daughter. But it's, That's it's an still automatic based, response. It's based on not developing the right level of, of trust. So I don't believe for, that. Well, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. As a matter of fact, the reason that she would pray is because in her, the automatic mommy defense would rise. If if you walk down the street, okay, and 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 somebody was 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 pounding your child, your first response would be to defend your child. Now, your child may have beat them with a bat, and you're not getting all the information. You're seeing somebody pounding your child because I don't trust. I don't trust that person. No, Point because you're going to defend your child. Because you have a prejudice automatically. It's not about a trust. You can't say you're going to defend you your child. And I'm telling you, you because, and, and you know, my wife isn't on this call, but that, that was the situation. And the reason she prayed was because she said, Lord, I trust this man to be my husband, and I trust him to raise my child. But I need you to okay, take this. Many, does she still does she still have to say that prayer every time you deal with the deal with the child? Oh no no no! This was well, these not? were isolated incidences but my, where my, my again question, my my question is if, if what you're saying is true, then she would feel that way every single time you and the child had an encounter like that. But if, if, well, if it I mean we like no, but we didn't have those type of encounters often. The okay, but there that, were times. The reason that I say that is because. Like Darren was saying about the thinking about a part, and you were saying, no, it's instinctive. It's not a thought process. And then my response was, I think that the instinctive reaction to protect a child is because she hasn't developed the trust in you. And the reason that I think that is because it was like that with my, with my stepchild. Right now, my wife, my wife has no problem with how I deal with, with disciplining my kids or my son. But at one point she did. Because she felt the way that instinctive thing. Once she developed trust, once she knew that I love love him like my own, and that I have no intent but good intent towards him, because she didn't have a problem with how I decided to deal with him. She didn't well, have to. When I, when I say this, I mean a a handful of times in the ten year process. I'm not talking about a situation that happened all the time, but there were a few make, instances. That still, that still doesn't invalidate the fact that. She didn't have that's I still believe that it's because she hadn't developed the trust in you, not just purely instinctive. If there's somebody in the right street, on. she doesn't know but that. You know, that's that's the beauty of this of this call. We can agree to disagree. If you had my right. wife on the phone, she would tell you it wasn't a trust issue. Now the okay. reason and the reason why I say it's a trust, it was it at uh at first a trust issue was because she had to pray. And then eventually she didn't have to pray anymore because she trusted you to do or to not hurt her child. So that's why I say it started out as a trust issue, but it okay. ended up, oh, I trust him, so I don't have to pray anymore because I know he ain't going to beat her down. 
You see what I'm saying? So that's what we that's the angle that we're coming from, Andrew. Not okay. saying that your wife didn't trust you. Oh, okay. But let me ask this question real quick. Is there any time that's anything it should be off limits with the step parent and a stepchild? Any decisions, any any times that okay, I can't touch that one because I'm just a step parent. Well, for me, uh, we sat down, and and we as the three adults, okay. When I say the three adults, her biological dad, uh, me, and 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 her biological mom sat down, um, and said, you know, and well, one of the things was I had to get through to her. First of all, you got to develop a relationship. They've got to know that you love them. You cannot discipline, which is to teach someone if they don't know that you care about them. So that's a, that's the first foundation before you can do any disciplining. Um, but when I sat down, when we sat down and had the, the conversation, you know, we sat down first with the three of us, you know, as once, once uh, we got engaged and said, look, you know, and I told them, I said, look, I'm not trying to take your place. I know this is your baby girl, you know, but I, you know, I'm not trying to take your place. You'll always be her daddy. Okay, but I'm going to raise her as my child in my house. Okay, and the three of us are going to raise her together. And when all three of us were on the same page, it really helped. And then we sat her down with the three of us and let her know the same thing. And there was a process, I said in the beginning call, where she felt like, you know, when he wasn't around, she was very affectionate with me. She, you know, she could hug me. She could, you know, but when he got around, she didn't, like, she didn't want to, you know, because she didn't want to hurt him. And and he had to say to her, it's okay for you to like him. It's all right. He had so he to, had to pretty much. He had he to had put to, his he, stamp of approval on me wow. for her to be able to say okay. And I had to say to, to her, I said, Deja, I said, I'm not going to be your daddy. You have a daddy. I said, if you needed a daddy, I would be your daddy, but you don't. I said, but I will be your father. I'm not going to raise you as a stepchild. I'm going to raise you as my child, you know, and it's not going to be a difference the way I raise you from the way I raised my children. And if if she was on this call today, she would tell you that, okay? And today we have a great relationship, you know, and in the beginning those, those, those first steps are difficult, and you've got to be smart and don't go too fast. Don't come in, you know, guns blazing, I'm the new sheriff in town. If you do that, I really think you're going to run into all kind of problems, not just with, with, with mama, but the child. Right, right. Well, so, Ike, did you did you experience the same thing, Ike? What was your – Ike, are you still on the phone? Yeah, I'm here. Did you experience – is your wife's children, biological father, is, is he in the picture in their life at all? Absolutely. So did you have to get validated, as Andrew did pretty much? Did you have to get validated through their biological father what to do, the do's and the don'ts behind his children? Yeah, we, we had we had an understanding. So, uh, again, my question is, did he need to validate you? I don't – we we got an understanding. I, I don't know what you mean by validating like, uh, in Andrew's case, in Andrew's case, his the the, the stepfather had to. I mean, uh, her biological father had to say, "Hey, it's okay for you to like him. Go ahead and hug him. He's a no. great man. He's a." No, we. I, I I didn't have any issue with showing affection or anything like that. Well, not like, only that. No, just, I'm just to say, like Andrew, if 
if my daughter wanted to hug me in front of her father, uh, her father had no problem with that. Well, the issue that I have is when the the parent wants to be validated, the biological parent wants to be validated, and there's no validation. What does what validation, validation? Validation means validation means okay, the children get acquainted with the step parent. The step parent says the children get so you know much into the the new parent. They say you yo, can I call you mom? Or can I call you dad? And then the permission is given from the step parent. Yeah, sure you can call me dad. Or sure you can call me mom. And then the biological parent hears the child calling the step parent mom or dad, and then they don't agree with that. So then they feel some kind of way when they uh, address their step parent in front of their biological parent. Because now it offends them. So the validation takes place. It's like, okay, it's okay for you to call her mom because right now she's standing at that's the she's the mother of that house. She she's taking care of you, and if that's how you feel towards her, then go ahead and call her without feeling like you you insulting me or you offending me. But sometimes when that validation doesn't take place, that's when the problems come. So I was just asking, how about what what would have happened? I was wondering what would have happened if uh, Deja's father told Andrew, no, nah, I mean, no, nah, I don't want her hugging another man, calling him dad and, and, and loving him like she loved me. I'm her dad. What would have happened then, you think, Andrew? I think it would have been a much more difficult situation. I think if... Um he was, you know, against me and and trying to tear me down. Uh, it would not have been as, you know, as smooth a situation as it was. We had bumps along the road, uh, but I I never I never disrespected him. I always honored him as her dad, and still do to this day. You know, even though I think you know there's things he he doesn't do that he should do or whatever. But it would have been a much more difficult situation. And if Deja was against the marriage, I wouldn't have married her mom. Wait a minute. So you would have allowed a child's uh, response to you or her not liking you to be your judgment call to be with her mom or not? Uh, if if at 13 years old um, she was not okay with her mom and I being married, I would not have married her mom because I – Getting into a marriage with that against you is not is that's, that was that would have been a a battle that I did not want to take on. Wow. You know, you know. I what? would have waited, you know, and and if we had still been together after she left the house, it would have. But I would not have come into a, a house with a teenage daughter that didn't want me, you know, in the picture and fighting against me. That would have that would have seeped into our marriage, and it would have been very difficult. For us to have the marriage that we have today, and I want to comment on something that um, Andrew said, and also to answer the question that you had, Darren, about the no-nos. And no matter what what your feelings may be about this step parent, whether the step parents are deadbeat, whatever the case may be, you got to be very careful in keeping that to yourself. You don't want to you don't want to help form the opinion. Of the child, you know, in reference to their parent, um, it's going to come out 
they're going to know what kind of parent they have. You know what I'm saying? But us being a step-parent, we can't. I know a lot of times we step in and do a job that's needed, but we can't kind of degrade the the, uh, the parent no matter what the situation is because it could actually come back and bite us. Tony, that is so, so true. Because Deja had to find out for herself yeah. what kind of man he was and the way he dropped the ball. And even though yeah. I saw it and Glenn saw it, I couldn't say anything about it. She had to find out, and she was 16 or 17 when it really hit her, really hurt her. But if I had said those things, I'd have been the enemy. Yep, yep. As a matter of fact, I had, there were times that I had issues because one of the challenges that, that her mom would, and her, ex, her, her and her ex-husband had, he was um, physically abusive. Okay, I'm talking Ray Rice type stuff. And um and I have a real strong reaction to that. And Deja had witnessed you know, Deja witnessed her father beating her mother, dragging her up and down the steps by her hair, all kind of crazy stuff, blacking her eyes, all kind of stuff. She was and, though, right? and my reaction she's to like, that like, is if a guy does that, he's a punk. And Deja so Andrew, actually was Andrew. upset yeah. She was she was five, you said, when they broke up? So you're saying that when she was three, four, and five, she remembered those things? She remembers those things. That's exactly right. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and and uh, it was very traumatic for her. As a matter of fact, some of you guys may or may not remember this, that, that we're in our marriage class. We would have Deja. When Deja, her first year in college, her um, – her professor had her write a story, and it was a writing class, and they said, write about anything you want. Deja was 18 years old, and Deja wrote about the most traumatic day in her life. Mm. And that traumatic day was when she was five years old, and her mother and dad were fighting and screaming and all this, and, and she wrote about that in such detail, it was breathtaking. Okay, mm. and how, you know, how, how they fought over her, and they fought, and, and she had to come out onto the patio and had to choose who she wanted to live with. And it was so powerful. Uh, Rodney, do you remember Deja reading that? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, and at 18, she recalled it as if it happened yesterday. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Um, but when I said any man that puts his hand on a woman is a punk B, she got mad mm-hmm. at me. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm not kidding. She got mad at me. Okay, because so, I was no, calling her father a punk. But that's, Even though that's, he beat on her mother. That's interesting because um, I don't think those emotions, what Tony was talking about, like degrading the, the biological parent that's not doing nothing for the child, I believe that those emotions come out when that child put that biological parent on a pedestal. Um, I guess, you know, you guys are really, really blessed to not have. Every situation I'm asking you about, it seems that it was against my marriage 150%. I had stepkids not liking me, my wife kids not liking her. Um, uh, the, 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 the outside parents was against the children you know, calling the, the my, my wife mom, uh, 
the, the disagreeing with the dis the, the discipline part. Um, if my my son got smart with my wife, I told her, hey, if he gets smart with you, he big enough, slap him in his mouth, just pop him in his mouth real quick, and tell him don't don't be talking to me like that. Well, you know that didn't catch. So that that was my next question. When is it when is it off limits? When is the step parent off limits, or what are the things that are off limits to the step parents to the child? Because apparently, according to the biological mom, maybe she was just being spiteful, but she didn't want my wife to touch her kids. Is that's what she used to call it? Is that off limits? Um, this is um, Mike. I haven't been on this call in quite some time. This is uh. Uh, I'm, I'm no Darren, and um, I've been on this car probably about months ago. This is pretty interesting. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir Mike. Uh, not much, man. Um, I, I initially, when I got married, I, you know, basically was a mother-daughter package deal. Um, I didn't necessarily differentiate, uh, you know, the mother from the daughter. Basically, once I married her mom, she automatically became my daughter, and I treated her as such. But I think what's important is this. One, establishing those ground rules um, with your spouse, one. Um, two, having a conversation with the, with the you know, in my situation, was with her dad. And um, i never forget this conversation. It was one summer. She used to go and see him during the summer. It was probably anywhere from two, two weeks to a month. And... She would talk about what happened with us with her dad, and she referred to me as her referred to me to her father as her dad, and he had a problem with. Her. So when we you know went and picked her up, I noticed that she was kind of acting different. So I said, well, I asked my wife. I said, is it okay if I have a conversation with him where it's just man to man? And she said, sure, you know. So you know we kind of went off to the side, and I basically explained to him. I said, listen. You are her father. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, you know, take that slot. I'm married to her mother. It's a package deal. I'm going to treat her as if she's my daughter. And if she's comfortable calling me her dad, because I didn't make her call me dad, she started doing that on her own. So what I wanted him to understand is I want to hear the source, from the source how this whole thing came about. That's the first thing. The second thing that I want him to understand is I'm going to respect you as a man as long as you act like a man. So that's why we're having this conversation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Huh? So that sounds like you was checking him. Well, not necessarily checking him, but I didn't like the fact that, that, you know, my daughter now is uncomfortable talking to me because of, you know, when she refers to me as her dad, he's checking her. And I'm just like, well, you know, at that time, my daughter was 10 years old. So I'm like, she shouldn't feel uncomfortable about, you know, talking about me just doing dad stuff. Now, she doesn't understand at 10, you know, he may think, well, did he make you call him dad or did your mom say to call him dad? Or, you know, that's an adult conversation. So I wanted to clear right. that up adult to adult as to how it came about, why it is the way it is, but more importantly, you know, if you stepped up and did what you wanted and did what you were supposed to do and spend time with her like you're supposed to, then she could have two dads. The benefit, she's getting the best of both worlds. 
So that's how I presented it to her. I said, look, I'm not trying to take your place. I'm basically doing what I'm supposed to do, being married to her mom. I'm not going to ostracize her because of that. So did he come uh, back and say, I'm sorry, Mike, let me ask you this. Did he come back and recant to his daughter, hey, you can call my man Mike dad. He's cool. He's a pretty cool dude. Or did he still um, refute the fact that he wanted his daughter to call you dad? Were you still against it, or was was he okay with it after that conversation? after After the conversation, he was fine. Um, and, you know, it may have still bothered him, but he never said anything more to Danielle about it because, of course, whenever she went with him um, and talked about, you know, me and referred to me as such, you know, she was like, oh, no, it's fine. It, it was kind of fun. You know, I was telling them the different things that we've done, and, you know, at that time I started, you know, coaching her and working with her as like basketball. He's a basketball player. So it was a lot of common things that she did, that I worked with her with, that he was like, oh, okay. You know, and then it just got to the point where, you know, I would be the one that would say, it's, your, it's Father's Day, you need to call your dad. It's the holidays, you need to call your dad. Because I wanted her to understand the importance and respect him as her father, you know, as far as he birthed her. <laughs> you know, he planted the seed, and she should respect him as such. All the other stuff she found out as she got older. I never put anything negative. I never said anything negative. Her mother never said anything negative around her either. But like we, I've listened to the the, um, the the person before me who said, you know, as she got older, she started making her own decisions. She started seeing things for herself. She got tired of being disappointed when he said he was going to come and he didn't come, or he was going to call but he didn't call. You know what I'm saying? And those are those are the, those. That's the hard part about being in the situation I am because you know it hurts, and what you don't want it to do is affect her from a long term perspective. So you know, yeah, again, it's. I'm sorry. No, no, that's what I was going to say because you know I'm, I'm on the other side where you know when that conversation um, took place and the mother still wasn't in agreement because I think it's different uh, when it's a father having his child called another man dad than when mm-hmm. it's the mother. I think the the mother they're 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 more emotional yes, than that is. baby coming out of them and they're saying, Look, this baby was attached to me. This baby is mine. Don't ever call another mom well mom or another lady mother in your life. Well see this is those this are like death this. words to women. But this is what you gotta understand with children, man they base their conversation and titles on how you treat them. My daughter started calling me dad on her own. I was helping her with homework. I was going to PTA meetings. I was concerned about her. I spent time with her. I did all of the characteristics. So when she started calling me dad, it didn't take me aback. It was more of a role that I was playing now, yeah, but I, I I gotta agree with Darren. Women and men look at that at, very differently. They may they may look at that very differently, but even a woman will you know, let's be honest with ourselves. Men we have to be honest with ourselves. And that's why when I had that conversation with her father, he had to be honest with himself because I came to him man to man and I explained to him, Hey, I don't want her to feel uncomfortable just because she's sharing 
our experiences. Anything that you want to know, we'll tell you. I was the one that was sending him pictures whenever. But, but as long as he's a rational dude, it's okay. But if he's irrational, that's a problem. It's, and this yeah, woman, and if she's right. irrational, you're, then you're you got to right. hold another fight on you. Now what you got to do is look at how this is affecting the child. Because so many times, particularly with women, that how the child is affected, how they are affected overrides how the child is affected. Because like Darren said, they pull their trump card. This is a part of me. I carried this child, so on and so forth. And no one is trying to take that away from you. It's just that the situation is different. And now you got to think what's in the best interest of the child versus yourself. And that's harder for women to do because of carrying the child, that motherly bond, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's a much harder uh, situation to deal with. But, but at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, if she's a real mother, a real mother, she should be thinking about the welfare of the child and how her actions are affecting the child. They should, but they don't always. They don't. I, I, hey, I understand. Yeah, they don't. Never, never, never. Yeah. It's always about them, their rights, what they did, their labor, and you didn't care. All, I understand all of that, but at the end of the day, now you got to say, how is this going to affect the child? Because first off, when 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 biological split for whatever reason, it's already affecting the child because some of them blame themselves, some of them think they're not worthy of having two parents, some of them think you know, you know, like the the situation with abuse that those things leave scars, and if they aren't either addressed or dealt with as rational adults, but with the kids' interests then kids have problems. That's something that they take with them into adulthood, and those behaviors start to repeat themselves in their relationships. And that's what you don't mm-hmm. want to happen, and that's how you have to look at it. How, how but that's easy from a rational kids? perspective. If you're dealing that's with an very, irrational person, those arguments don't, make, don't, don't matter. Right, right, but then you got to think what's in the best interest of the kid. Are you going to teach yeah, but everybody, well, this kind that of... That sounds uh, great from a rational-thinking person. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're married, your your ex is not a rational thinking person. They're mad at you, and they're going to do whatever they got to do to try to hurt you. Well, see, and then I'm you telling gotta, you, and that's why we have good. our right. That's why it we sounds have good, but it doesn't always do. work that way. If you have an irrational well, person that says you ain't never going to call another person mom. And and, right. and and you causing these problems and they don't think about the child, they don't think about the long term. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I understand that and my situation my situation could have been worse. He could have been like, I don't care what you do or how many PTA meetings or how many times you stay with her when she's sick. I don't want her to call you that it could have been ugly. But the thing about it is first off, I didn't know how it was gonna play out. I, I just said, Well hey, let me just talk to this guy man to man. He could have been just like, you know what? So, so that yeah, was the type of conversation way. I had. But there are right. people out there that are not rational, and when you nah. sit down with them, they're like, I don't give a damn what you are. I'm her daddy, right. I'm her mama, and it doesn't that's matter. Right. right. You can and be that, as rational that, as you want. You can say, look, we're raising this child. We're trying to do the best. Um, I'm not trying to take your place. And he could say, bump you. I don't care right. what you – matter of fact, you don't speak to me anymore. And as a matter of fact, you don't have anything to say to my child. He could cause all kinds. And same thing on the woman's side. If you deal with it, you know, I've I've heard of situations where, you know, because something like this happened, the parent tries to get custody and 
all of that, all of that other stuff. But and that's why we have the system that we have to see which parent is most fit to take care of these kids, whether it be financially, whether it be you know psychologically sound, and so on and so forth. And that's when you have to. You don't want to do that. You, you try to be a responsible adult and say, let's try to work this out. But if you can't, of course you gotta you gotta rely on the the system to be able to say which parent is more fit than the other. You gotta establish ground rules and rules of engagement when you do. When it, when it, well, you know, hold when on, hold on, other, hold you, on. A that's you know. Right. Wait a minute, but the system that you're talking about, let's back mm-hmm. away from that because that doesn't work. I mean, they, now they're good with saying the child should be with this parent and that parent, but after right. that's over with, there are grudges. I mean, there is there is uh, problems after that. Especially mm-hmm. in my case, when you take children from a mother, it's going to be all kind of retaliation. It's going to mm-hmm. be all kind of, I'm going to make, and I believe in the mom's mind mm-hmm. that she intends to make that marriage with those kids, with that new woman, the worst possible marriage that it could possibly be by having mm-hmm. her children not, not, not like the new mom. Mm-hmm. And she's going to say to her children, if you do that to if you do that against me, if you call that woman mom, that means you hate me. <laughs> and at least at least that's what happened in that, in my yeah. house. You see what I'm saying? It, it it was so hurtful to the mom to hear to first know that she lost her kids to her to her uh, ex husband, then to have her children call another mom or another woman mom. Yeah. That crushes a woman. And I don't I mean, I know women women are not allowed to talk on this show, but if you asked a thousand of them, I bet every last one of them would not become to that rational state of mind to say, Yeah, sure, call her mom. You get the best of both worlds. I'm your mom and she's your mom. It will never be a conversation that smooth with a yeah. woman. Most of the time when, when we divorce, um most women know that the husband's probably gonna get remarried. Okay, Um, but a lot of times, you know, if the woman loses custody of the children, they look at they look at themselves as less than a mother. Yes, exactly. All right, and less than and and there's a lot of jealousy amongst women. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, women, women, even even without the the divorce and all that kind of stuff, they look at other women that walk and look at her. She thinks she all that. Da 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 da. Guys don't think like that. I mean, you're never gonna see a guy look at that suit he's wearing. He just thinks he's all that. The guys don't think like that. Right. Okay. And we'd be like, look, things didn't work out. You know what? Hey, I want the best for my child. I'm not gonna be there. I know, you know, maybe she'll get remarried, and and I'm gonna be a weekend dad. That's normally what the situation is. Right. If a yeah. woman loses custody of the children, she feels less than a woman. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I can agree with that definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. And the way the system is, the way the way the system is, it's so much harder for that custody to be granted to a man. You know, um, than the biological mom. So yeah, I, I understand that, and that's probably part of the reason why the system is the way it is. But um, as a matter yeah, of fact, every time every time she yeah. tells somebody that she lost custody of her children, 
Every single one, I'm gonna look at her like, "What in the world yeah. is mm-hmm. What is yeah. wrong mm-hmm. with you?" <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Well, let me ask you yep. a question. Should now, since we're talking about biological parents, should there ever be a time where there is a private conversation about the children without the new spouse with the two biological parents? Honestly, it worked in my situation, and that's all I can really speak upon. And it could have went ugly. It could have went south. It could have went like, man, you better get the you-know-what out of my face. Um, You know, I think, truthfully, when you have the kid's best interest at heart and you don't want a lot of emotions, you know, in my case, I wanted to speak to him man-to-man, and either it was going to go south or it was going to be fine. And I went in with the understanding that it could be ugly. And I would, I would have just said, well, hey, that's how you feel. I'm sorry. You know, I'm going to continue to treat her uh, the way I'm supposed to as a father. Um, you know, we would like that, you know, she when she feels comfortable, if she wants to call me dad, she can call me dad. She want to call me Mr. Mike, she can call me Mr. Mike. It's not like I'm going to treat her any differently. And if it if no, it's no, going to bother you that I'm sorry? No, the question is the question is about the biological parents having a private conversation. I, I think um and there have been situations when it was coming to, you know, when she would go up there and how she was being raised and, you know, um understanding certain things that we did, you know, diet, you know, we didn't eat pork, we didn't eat shellfish and you know, they may, you know, just things just around what we were doing, that was between Melissa, my wife, and her and him. And I respected that. But I also let her know if at any time that she felt like that I needed to have a conversation, I didn't have a problem with doing that. So I kind of said, you know, I respect you. I respect, you know, um, you know the relationship that you have, which is doing what's in the best interest as far as our daughter is concerned, but I also left it out there if I did need to say something or she felt like, you know, I needed to kind of chime in on something, I didn't have any problem with that either. And like I said, most of the time your situations don't don't go smoothly as they did, as it did. I'm not trying to say... That's when... That's when. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> I'm basically speaking from my own experience. Now, my wife did have a, a private... Um, dinner, I'll say, uh, or meeting with with her ex and my daughter, and that was mm-hmm. that was brought brought um, upon because um, my you know my stepdaughter pretty much um, was angry at her mom for ending the marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and and Glenn had a conversation with her ex. And they said, well, maybe we need to just kind of let this both out and and let her know both of us are at fault. Both of us did things. Both of us, you know, had, 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 you know, were causing the end of it. Because um, Deja, although she knew all the abuse, she knew all the stuff, a lot of times the custodial parent gets the short end of the stick. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and the the non custodial parent like walks on water almost. I mean, there's nothing Mm -hmm. they can do that's wrong. 
and mm-hmm. and Glenn said, okay, we need to get this straight. And she talked to her ex, and she told me about the situation. She said, I'm going to have, you know, we got to get this straight because Deja needs to understand, and both of us will kind of lay it out so mm-hmm. she understands, you know, that this is a, a, a mutual situation. Mm-hmm. And that was really the only time I was excluded from a situation, mm-hmm. although they had different situation with taxes and different things that came up over the years. Oh, yeah. That, this that, was, yeah. You know, this was this was the the real heavy conversation that I could not be part of or even be be around when it went down. Right. Well, I mean, because you got to look at it from the kids' perspective. Although it may have been like in, in the in the situation that you were talking about, there was abuse going on. They still look at that person as their father when they're young. They don't kind of understand and or comprehend what's going on, but it's something. Because it's traumatic, they're going to remember it until it is actually addressed. Or, you know, someone mm-hmm. actually speaks to what happened, how it wasn't their fault, you know, daddy lost his temper or whatever, what have you. Until that happens, it's a traumatic experience. And if anyone ever asks, that's what's going to be, you know, that's what's going to rise to the top. Right. So, As a matter of that, fact, that, and, and and in that mm-hmm. conversation, it was never this was the reason we were divorced because of the the you know the violence or what, you know. Right. But they they laid things on the table. They said both of them were at fault, you know, and you know mm-hmm. this is what it was. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like Glenn pointing fingers at him. Him pointing. Fingers. It was more of a release right. from Asia, so that you know she could be. Well, you know, it was difficult. It was difficult when Glenn and I got engaged because in the back of every child's mind, they feel like my parents one day will get back together, and that's what I want. When yeah. we got engaged, yeah. we started to realize yeah. that's not going to happen. Right. Things really changed at that point. Yeah. As long as mm-hmm. when, when Glenn and I were dating for a year, it was fine. Oh, yeah, they're just dating, whatever. Mom dated another guy. Yeah. Now this guy, you know, but when we got engaged, you know, I remember because, like I said, I had Deja involved in it. She actually, I, I showed her the ring. She put the ring on her finger. She was all excited. But when we got engaged, I could tell she was like, mm, they're going to mm. be married. My now, dad and mom are going to be together. And how old was she then? 13. So, yeah, I think that was the other thing. My daughter was was five when I met her. And mom and I, her mom and I dated, uh, well, was engaged for about, we dated for three years and was engaged for another year. So it was, you know, she was a little younger, and I think, you know, she kind of got used to it over a period of time. So once we got married, I remember the day that, you know, I proposed to her mom. She was just as excited as her mom was. You know, at that time she was eight, eight going on nine. So you looking at, you know, four, I mean, <laughs> four going on five, <laughs> you know, um, I, I can't really say my situation is different because, it, you know, I knew my daughter at 13. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would have been yeah. <laughs> that would have been problem had it happened yeah. later, you know. So, right. yeah. Well, I mean, when we you talk when you talk about biological parents versus step parents, um, sometimes the, the the biological father or or mother don't want to want the child. Like I said earlier, to call their child dad, you know. Yeah. So, 
but should that be should that be a biological parent's position to step in the way of that of that parent? Because we already know if a child is calling a parent mom, that's not their biological mom. It has to be some kind of feeling for that child to call that parent that name. I don't know. Well, I don't know in any cases where the the the, the father made the children call the 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 stepmom mom or vice versa. But is it, it should it ever be a time when the biological parent step in in the way of the child calling that new step parent dad or mom? Personally, I don't any you know. And, and again, my situation was very um, easy, not a whole lot of friction and pushback. Um, I didn't have a problem with her calling me Mr. Mike or Dad. She, my my nieces and nephews still call me Mr. Mike, although I'm their uncle. So, <laughs> you know, I don't look necessarily look at the title. I look at, you know, my relationship with them more so. Um, you know, that's that's just me. Some some people are into that whole title thing because, you know, I'm taking care of you. I'm putting clothes on your back. I'm putting roof over your head. I'm putting food in your mouth. I'm taking care of you. So, you know, ergo, I'm I'm mom or I'm dad. Um, hey, and, Mike. And some people, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry not to cut you uh-huh. off, but um, was she calling you that before you had gotten uh, married to your wife? Yeah. Okay, that didn't make you uneasy? At all? No. Okay. No, it didn't make me an easy at all. I mean, I mean, I didn't have any kids, you know, of my own when I met her wife. When I met my my her mother, which is you know my wife now, um, she told me she had a daughter. Um, of course, we made, we wanted to make sure things were serious with us before I would uh, you know meet the daughter, and you know she wasn't one of those kind of people, and I think I was probably one of the the first men outside of her biological father that was allowing her. So, you know, we were very careful about that initially. Um, and, you know, when she started calling me that, my wife, you know, my, well, my well, she, we were dating at the time. We weren't even engaged yet. And she turned to me and she says, are you okay with this? And I was like, yeah, well, what's the big deal? I'm still going to be, whether she called me Mr. Mike or Dad, I still was going to be who I was to her because, I looked at her, my daughter, as a part of my wife. I didn't look at them as two separate entities. So, you know, and I knew I was going to marry my wife, you know, at the time. But, you know, we're still still getting to know each other and we're growing and, you know, that whole thing. So by me... I got a a second question for you then. Because to me you sound like a a very... um, uh, you sound like a decent person, um, like probably an even kill rational person. Um, mm-hmm. the, the child obviously uh, loves you, so I'm just mm-hmm. assuming that you are very decent. Um, mm-hmm. What if at the time that you got married, um, you're, you're, you're coming into a union with this with this uh, this new family, this lady and mm-hmm. her child. The father approached you and said, "Look, I just got one thing. Don't put your hands on my kid." That's it. If my kid get out of hand, you call me. How would how would you feel about that? I would say, well, first off, you know, it would probably be easier um, 
you know, because it was a distance. I mean, he was in a whole different, he was in Michigan. We were in, you know, uh, uh, Metro, the Washington metropolitan area. So if there was any, you know, and I didn't believe in necessarily, you know, getting physical with my daughter because I looked at it as a, you, you shouldn't hit a girl type thing. I don't want her to think, that, I mean, in circumstances, would that be okay initially because she was still getting to know me. Yes, she was calling me dad. We were doing daddy and daughter things, but we was, it was like any other relationship. It, it still had to, we had still had to get to know each other. We still had to get comfortable and, and all of those things. Um, not at any point did I, you know, do any of those kind of things. I, I, I wasn't one of those people that would pose a threat in that particular way because my wife, you know, would be the, the main disciplinarian if there, if there needed to be one at that, at that stage because I was still getting to know her. Um, you know, as, I, as she got to know me and I got to know her, then it got to the point where my wife was like, you know, and, of course, we would continue to talk to say, you know, what should we do or should we do anything or you're going to handle this. And we kind of worked together to present a United. So he had no reason to come to me and say, well, you shouldn't beat your daughter because he, you know, at that time, you know, my daughter was spending time with him during the summer, and they would, of course, talk about what transpired between us. And I don't know whether it came up in a conversation or not, but she never brought it to me and said, well, he asked me if you beat me or he asked me if you put your hands on me or anything like that. Um, but when it came to, you know, that kind of thing, if somebody needed to discipline her, her mom didn't have any problem with doing that. And if they, he had a problem with that, then that would be between those two. So, and that's how I kind of left it, unless I needed to step in and say something based on my wife saying, okay, I need you to come in and, and say about X, Y, Z or assist me with X, Y, Z, then I would step in. But I respected, you know, that she would do what was in the best interest of Danielle and, you know, make a reference to her biological father. But he never came at me that way. And even if he did, I would be like, well, hey, I don't operate like that. I, I, I can verbalize, I can say what I need to say, and I can punish her without having to put my hand on her, you know. And it was, that, uh, well, that would be well, that. Well, you guys are... All of you guys are pretty easygoing. Your whole mm-hmm. family, Mike, your wife, you, your daughter, mm-hmm. not Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt is off the chain, but everybody yeah, else. Matt, so he's like, well, that's a boy. You know, he's mine. Yeah, I get a different thing. I get put in So, but, but in a lot of cases, man, with a lot of people, that's yeah. not the case. My, my ex-wife, my yeah. ex-wife told my wife, not to touch her children no matter what. I don't care if I live in Timbuktu. You better not yeah. touch my kids or I'm, I'm flying up there and I'm going to, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. This, this, cause a, this, is, this causes a wedge in the home to right. have my wife not to be able to say nothing to my children as far as mm-hmm. when it comes down to discipline. Mm-hmm. And and for and my my question behind this whole step parent thing. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know where the word step parent come from? I don't know. It's not even in the Bible. I don't know. Okay. Anybody else? I think it's just a it's just a I guess a, a worldly term. I don't know. All right. Anybody else? It's from the old world Latin term, stepcardius parentis. Hmm. So it's a it's a it's a made up word by the Latins. <laughs> <I'm> just... 
That's a joke, man. You know, you all the time, and you talk about this step, this whole step parent thing. Let me tell you something, man. I don't tell my kids to call me dad. They do that on their own, man. I that's only, the easy part. That's only time we talk about step parent is if we talking about births and you know is this your birth father or if you got to explain that. But you know I, I understand. Go on, break down step parent, Darren. Go on. Well, well, <laughs> well, got to break it out. In, in my book, How to Stay Married for at Least One Hundred Years, Chapter Eighteen, there is no such thing as a step parent. As Mike just said a few minutes ago, maybe he was in my class, there, that is not in the Bible. And this is not Bible study, but we're just going to bring some things to the front since we all mm-hmm. believe as most of us are. Mm-hmm. The word step-parent was brought up by the enemy to make sure that the next marriage has the best case to not make it, meaning <laughs> that if I have this person – Call this person a step down, or usually a step is you talk when you're talking about a step over or a step down. It's talking about in a downward motion. It's talking about from a perspective of not the original. So if the original is here and I treat this person as a step down from the original, disrespect usually comes with that. Somebody has something to say, or can you put your phone on mute? Hey, Darren, I got a question about that. So, Go ahead. Um, to me, the classification, like I don't personally like to call my son my stepson. Like that's my son to me. Step does seem different than uh, just stepson seems different than son. But at the same time, for a child to explain to, say, another person for whatever reason that they have a step, sometimes you have to explain it, you know, it, this is my step parent because they have two outside of the mother or the bi- say if, if the mother is the biological and the father is the step. At school, for an example, he has to explain that he has a step. Uh, one is my birth father, and one is not because you got two possibly two adult males that has authority to do things with that with that kid. Mm-hmm. So there has exactly. to be some type of clarification um, of who is what. Not only that, they'll they'll probably have a different last name. Right. That's fine. I understand that. These are the ways of the world that we're talking about. Okay? But I'm saying in the original, in in the the times of when Jesus even said, hey, your biological mother and your biological brother is outside. They They want you to come outside. And Jesus replied to them, who is my mother and who's my brother? Those are my brother and those are the Lord, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I am, my, I have a step, but according to the world, I have a step grandson that I'm raising. By me doing the will of his father, or being in his father's place, he calls me dad. He don't know mm-hmm. the Bible. He don't know how to read yet. But he calls yeah. me dad. He calls me who I am in this position as a father right. that I'm acting towards him. So that's automatic mm-hmm. to him. Now, well, let me ask you this, mom, Darren, real quick. Yes, sir. Just, just yes, on, on that right there. If somebody asks you, if, do you have a grandchild? Or, or rather, if you explain to somebody that you have a grandson, they're, they're, the logical conclusion is going to be, did Nini have a baby or you got an older child, right? And if somebody asks right. you that, what are you going to say? 
No, I mean if if it has to be explained, then I'm, I'm yeah I'm going to explain it. But I'm just talking about what a behavior. Well, no, 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 no. Answer, oh. answer, answer the answer the question though. If somebody, no, I tell him I have a, I, I tell him that's my oldest daughter's son. Okay. I mean that's that's how I explain it now. Now, now see, Dan, yeah. I don't have a problem uh, with with the with the designation as step because I don't look at it as a step down. I stepped in a situation where her dad didn't, and I stepped in and did the things that her dad wouldn't do. So to me, it's not a slap, it's not a put down, okay? Um, you know, and and Deja introduces you know us as her parents, mm-hmm. right? Okay, she doesn't say this is my mother and that's my stepfather. She said this right. is my parents because. I raised her from 13 to 23, right. and she understands that. But if if there's an explanation, yes, this is my dad, this is my stepdad, this is you know we don't have this, you know. But she doesn't. She refers to 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 us as her parents. Yeah, that's, right. that's okay. the same. Yeah, it's the same situation for me. But uh, honestly, I've never referred to my daughter as my stepdaughter. Exactly. I, I say she's my daughter. You know, you you look at the last name and my last name. If you want to ask some questions or so, so on and so, hopefully you will be you know adult enough to address it to me. But you know, I don't ever want her to feel uncomfortable about the situation itself. Now she's nineteen in college now, so she can speak for herself. But when she right. was younger, I was very protective over you know that kind of a thing because I just didn't feel like that should be something that she has to explain. You want you know, to know something? It, a lot me. depends on on the age of the child when you come in. If you come right. into a child's mm-hmm. life at you know at a young age, three, four, five years right. old, it's very different than walking into their life as a teenager. Exactly, and that's what I was. That's why I made a, a joke about you know when my daughter was thirteen, it would have been very different. You know, had uh, you know it would have been later that you know mom, or, you know her mom and I got married, and you know at, uh, around thirteen. They have some understanding, you know, of you know what's going on. They probably have in their mind that you know, hey, my mom and biological dad gonna get back together. The whole rebellious thing, and yeah, that's a whole different ball game versus for one on five years old. It, right. As a matter of fact, yeah. for me, it it wasn't until you know she was much older and into her you know uh, early twenties that she referred to me at her, as her dad. Mm-hmm. Okay, because at thirteen, fourteen years old, that was oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. she you know this is my dad, yeah. you know, um, you know now when she wants to yeah. be you know funny she says oh this is my wife's husband now she's just messing with <laughs> you know that's my wife's husband she'll say to right, her, right. you need to talk to your she husband there. <laughs> you know, right and you know there's a there is a time to call them you know stepchildren like if my child does something stupid. Especially in public, you know, she she's now stepchild status. <laughs> I've never I've never my, called my Deja my stepchild. As a matter of fact, yeah, this conversation is <laughs> this conversation is the most I've ever called her my stepchild. Anybody that knows me, that's my daughter. I never yeah. introduce her as my stepchild. This is my daughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yep. And and the reason why I bring that up is because you know um, it, it's very it's very difficult to try to explain, even if people don't believe it. You know, I mean, like Mike said earlier, they get the best of both worlds. I mean, 
You know, now I got I got I got two fathers. I got two benefit packages. I got two uh, uh, four or five Christmas gifts that's coming my way from my other dad. You know, mm-hmm. so if they if if we allow the kids to the best benefit of the kid, and when they call us father, when we are stepdad, and when they mm-hmm. call us father, when we are the grandparents, then they benefit from that. And if we allow that to play out, right now, my 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 grandson. His mom calls. Well, she's trying to call now, get back into his life again. Um, he, she calls him on Tango in the morning, and mm-hmm. before his bus come, and you know he wants to have conversations with me, and he's saying, "Hey, Daddy, uh, at school this is what happened, and I got to take my. Can you give my lunchbox, Daddy?" And and you can see her face shrivels mm-hmm. and curls mm-hmm. at the sound of her son calling me, Dad, and the sound of her son calling her mom, mom. Mm-hmm. And it bothers her to no end where she gets mad with him and don't call him anymore for a couple of days. And then she lets that simmer but and she call back. But what she's got to understand, I mean, Malik is what, five? Yeah, he's five. Five, right? six? Okay. At that age, they don't have an understanding of, quote, unquote, all of this stuff. Right. You know, right. the whole... Right. I'm, you know, y'all had Malik how long now? Since he was one. Since he was one. All he's known as a quote-unquote father figure on a consistent basis is you. So even if you were great-granddad or great-great-granddad because you are displaying the characteristics and he can't tell you what it is, he can't verbalize what they are, but he has an innate you know, something in him that's saying, well, this person is acting like this and doing exactly. this. And, 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 and that, and then, you know, that's the, I don't think we would have the problems that we have now if rational, oh, I'm sorry, if adults, both rational and irrational, would think about that kid because that's what, that's the, 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 the danger at this particular point. Those are the ones, that's the one that's going to be affected by this the most. Exactly. Exactly. Is the exactly. Absolutely. So, you know, she can get mad and she can, you know, not call. All she's doing is she's damaging the relationship that she can that she's developing. Sometimes you gotta say, you know what, I gotta be adult enough to deal with this because if I want to be in his life, I gotta display some adult some adult characteristics. And mm-hmm. if you're in and out, it's just like you know anything else. Once a kid gets old enough, they're going to make their own conclusions. So you can say whatever you want. Once they get old enough and the kid is through with you, they through. Right, right. And everybody that's a step-parent, when that day happens, you, you're, you're hurt because you know that innocence is now gone. Mm-hmm. That child's innocence is now gone because they see something that, you know, they've experienced hurt. They may not have verbalized it to you, but when they start writing off, when they say, well, hey, I ain't calling them, mm-hmm. you're like, wow. You know? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's not something you can get back. Mm-hmm. Good words, man. And and, and, and earlier, Ma- Malcolm said something. He had said something like, uh, I, I believe he was asking either, uh, either you, Mike, or Andrew, mm-hmm. About what if the father tell you, 
hey, when it comes to discipline my child, do not touch my child, okay? And in my case, my my ex told my wife and me, uh, mm-hmm. you don't have that so-and-so to touch my child. She does, she does not have permission to discipline well, my child. It goes back to the old saying, you know, you know, you, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. If you don't have any kind of consequences, and sometimes it can be punishment. Of course, you know, with discipline, we can't do what our parents did. We get locked up, right. okay? So let's go ahead and put that out there. But, That's you true. know, there's, there's got to be times that you have to impose discipline where there is a instant consequence. you got to establish the biological parents. Boundaries. Now we're talking about raising kids. Do you want do you want the police to start be you know beating kids up, especially boys now, because you don't want this kid to get beaten, or you don't mm-hmm. want you don't want you can't put your hands on them. Oh, okay. So when the cops want them, you 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 can, they are don't tell them to call my house. They'll be calling you. You come and get them because <laughs> that's basically what you're dealing with. Well, I mean, Hello, you say that. Somebody, you know, because the, the the bottom line is if you don't instill discipline and boundaries to kids as they're growing up, when they get out into the world, they don't have any. You, when but I people are not kids, thinking about that. Hurt feelings, hurt trouble, parents. Stuff like that is because they don't understand boundaries. They don't respect authority. They don't understand rules. And they just, they just pray for, you know, the cops. They, they they look for kids like that. They look for kids who have no home training, don't know how to talk to people, don't know how to follow rules, don't know how to, you know, understand boundaries. Why are they out after 11 o'clock at night? Why? What's out there? Where, where they gotta, where, what is it that's out there that they got to be out there doing something just because no one imposed that rule on them when they were growing up? But, again, you know? the hurt parent is not thinking about that in the child. The hurt parent is not thinking about when the child, what kind of person the child going to be when they meet society. They're thinking about my feelings well, are hurt. That 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 child or that chick better not touch my children. Uh, well, that's I'm already a whole separate because, other you know thing. Because honestly, day and age, if you got if you got children, those kids grow up, and and this day and age, they're growing up a lot faster than you really want them to. Your time. Influencing them and shaping them is getting shorter and shorter. I mean, I blinked. My daughter was graduating from high school. I remember her when she was my son's age because my son is, you know, just turned six. So I really remember my daughter when she was five, six years old. It goes by quick. We only got a short amount of time to make an impression on these kids. Now, if you want to take that away, you deal with the consequences because that's just how I am. You don't want me to discipline the kids. We can go to court and get this straight, and you can deal with it. As much as I love my kids, if this is going to create this much heartache for you, hey, I'm sorry, because if I can't raise a kid in a way that I think they should go, and the word says raise a child in the, in the way that they should go and they won't depart from it, even if they do stray, they're going to know better enough, and, and, and with prayer and how I raised them and what I instilled in them, they're going to make the right decisions. Proof is my daughter in college right now. Do I call Mike, every day you're talking, where you at? you're talking – you're speaking from a rational point of view. Most people but would Darren, not say if, if that. it's not rational, I can't deal with it, man. She can come and get them. Okay, but we're, but, okay, you're, you're talking about – If you, you don't about, want me to touch them, 
and you don't you don't want these kids to be disciplined. My rule is if they if I can't discipline, they can't stay in this house. They got it. you can come and get them right now. Dude, point blank, point Anybody does anybody agree or disagree with Mr. Mike? Yeah, I agree with him. Okay, so I mean, but, you agree. Anybody? But, but but I have understanding with uh, my kid's dad, so you know. Oh, that was my question. Now, that was my question. You you said you had an understanding with your kid's dad. Did your kid's dad say, did your kid's dad say, hey, don't touch my children? Or he didn't, y'all didn't talk about that? Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that. Um, And uh, I had to put myself in his shoes. If I had. Huh? What did he say to you? Did he say, don't touch my daughter? Or did he say something else? He says if if my if listen my daughter he said if his daughter gives him gives me any issue that you know I believe requires any type of uh, physical punishment call him first okay and he and he'll assure me that it gets handled I only okay. had to do it one time and he choked her out so you know. We ain't okay. had that. Once the kids saw that worked, that that was it. So you you mean to tell me that you you should have to in your house make a provision for her father and give him enough respect to say, okay, if, hey, right now, dude, let me. You just you just disrespected me in my house. You just disrespected your mother in, in my house. You just came in at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. I just caught you with a boy. So allow yeah, me if, to... if, if she did anything that required a physical, physical punishment, then, yeah, I would call him. And, that's you know, this is because this is a girl. And if I had a girl, you know, like I said, I had to put myself in his shoes. Okay. If I had a girl, how would I feel? And, I mean, I had a real... I don't you know. I won't sound crazy, but talk with myself, and I put myself in that position. Mm. And would I be okay with another man punishing my daughter? And truth so be told, I, I had to say no. I would not, because uh-huh. I got a nephew right now, and he has a stepfather. And if I hear his stepfather did you know, physically touches him, then I'm on my way to handle that. Really? Yeah. Now, 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 what, now what if, now, but, now I, I, I wholeheartedly understand where you're coming from. This okay. dude is irrational, Darren. This is one of these irrational people you talk about. Okay, okay that's, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. Are we talking about exactly. somebody who abused their power or someone who is going to basically make the, the, the punishment fit what happened? And no, no, there's cool. someone that abuses their power. Oh, no. Okay, that's different. We're not talking yeah. about that dude. We ain't talking about yeah. that dude. We're talking about yeah. a dude like you. We're talking yeah. about an Ike. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about an Ike that says, hey, man, don't touch my child. And you said that you would call first and you respect. you will respect that because if you had a daughter, it would be the same way to any man, rational or not. Or not. Right. Uh, right. He asked me call. he asked me to put myself in his shoes. And I did that. That was his that was his approach to it. But I what about your shoes? 
Is that do that need right. to be considered? Me, meaning that meaning the the actual head of the household does right. that need to be considered at all? It was it was considered, and like I said, once the system was in place, and once you know I witnessed firsthand the system work, didn't have any issue. Hmm. Now so what I didn't call it? him and and have to deal with oh you know that's just kids that's just how she do. I mean, because he took it upon himself, like, I know damn well someone is not calling me, telling me my child is acting crazy. It's like that was his problem. Right. Yeah. Oh, so he's like, oh, so you got to take time out your day to call me because she can't listen and do what you tell her to do? Okay, I got this. Okay. And like I said, it was only one time, and that was good to go. <laughs> Okay, what if it wasn't like that? Let let's say if 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 you know what if you if she what did if it was like your situation? No, 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 no. Let, let me just let me just bring, give you another <laughs> scenario. <laughs> if, okay, yeah, my situation. What if it I was like my situation? Uh huh. What if it was like my First situation? <laughs> so if I had a daughter and my wife is the daughter's stepmother, <laughs> and the the ba- the baby mama lives in another state away. Then I would, me being the head of that household, I would tell the baby mother, uh, listen, it takes a woman to raise a girl. So my wife, if my wife feels like your daughter has done something that deserves a physical punishment, I'm going to ask her to talk to me first. But if I'm not there to handle that, I'm just letting you know now, I'm giving my wife permission. And the authority to go on and lay that hand down when she needs right. to. And, and if you and don't like as it, as long as your ex-wife is rational, that works. Right. right. Now, if she is irrational and she doesn't, if she doesn't like it. I tell her to take it. Let's go to court. And do what? Let's go to court because there's no way I'm going to give a child that much power to right. where they yeah. they can tell on a step parent to a parent. Well, let me tell you what she did. She did right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's not happening. Kids right own adults. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that's in this dangerous. scenario, because if you give them that power, they will, boy, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, and, and, and that's the, that's the, you know, when, when you're an irrational person, you don't think about that kind of thing, because you're not dealing with that child 24-7 like the parent that's the custodial parent. They see things, you know, they, they, they you know, it's not like they do a play-by-play to be able to tell her, you know, what's going on. It's not like you're trying to build a case. You're trying to get her to understand, hey, i got to be able to do this. And if I can't do this and if you're going to take that away from me, you need to be trying to get this child. You need to be able to see what goes on on a day-in, day-out basis. Come on, Mike, Mike, you know, back yeah, up, man. No, that, that, let's back me. up, bro. You keep saying, you, you keep saying you need to come and get this child. Yeah. No, no. Well, Darren, Darren, it, it Darren, this, 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 listen, listen. Okay, if I'm you don't sorry. establish rules for your house, I, I am that. not going to have no kid that's going to come in my house and dictate to me because of something, some irrational thinking person in another state to, that's going to that. affect I got how that, I run Mike. the rules in my house. I got that part. You need to tell I'm your not, mother I'm not talking about that. You. Okay, well, you no, no. Now, see, this, this, see, 
And this is where you need to think, okay? When that happened to in this home, when it happened in my home, if I tell now you got to think about the whole the whole picture, okay? Yeah, I, I discipline her. Yeah, I'm at CPS right now because I discipline her because her mom, her biological mom, called CPS on me, and now I get the option to have CPS to take custody of my children until they find out what they're going to do with them. Because they just don't give them to the other parent. It just don't happen See, I, like that. Then, well, hold on, hold on. And then, okay. and then, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. And then at the same time, if you have monies that have to go to these children in paying child support, even though it's not, it's not supposed to be about money, but you know that that's what the other parent is about, and they they trying to get at your pocket. If you have your twenty five percent equals out to like a thousand dollars or fourteen hundred dollars, so your twelve and a half percent you got to pay for that child or those children, mm-hmm. then you're going to think about that too, because you know that's going to hurt your house if you give mm-hmm. up your child to that other parent. So you're not going to be okay. so fast to say, go ahead and go raise them yourself. You're not going to be so so fast to say that. Okay, well, first off, I, I, I mean, I didn't know it had escalated to a point that, you know, there was an outside entity that's now, you know, coming in and policing what you're doing. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I was basing it on me it, having a conversation with that other irrational parent. It's between us two right now. Now, in a situation well, like that, you, okay, mm-hmm. hold, on, hold on. In a situation like that, still... There needs to be an, a, a, a rule for my house, and if no I can impose, no now listen, if I can impose my rule as far as what my expectations are, how you should conduct yourself, how you're going to talk to people, you know, how you're going to, you know, follow the rules. If it's a situation now, I look at kids. I don't, I don't put a dollar amount on, you know, what I pay out of pocket for my daughter or my son, if it has to go that way when it comes to me raising this child in the way that they're supposed to be raised, because, again, my time is short, and if it's, if it's, if it's all about money, that's not raising no kid. No, I didn't say it's, it's all about money. That, I said that was one of the factors. Okay. Then, again, I would have to have, have, a, have, to have a conversation with my wife, and we would sit down and we would make a plan together as to how we would address this situation. Now, my wife knows me when it comes to, you know, the rules, the house, the everything. So we got to talk to see, okay, if I do this, it's going to affect the household. This is how it's going to affect the household. Let's make this decision together. So that would honestly, be a consideration. That would that that would definitely be a consideration, and we would have to talk it out. I would have to have a conversation with my wife, yes. Anybody else? Anybody else? Would they really consider letting that child go who they fought so hard to get custody for, even well, though see, that ratchet parent? Look, time out, time out, time out. I understand fighting for your child, but it also comes to a point when your child understands your rules and ha- tries to have their way, that's different. 
Because when a child has been in your household long enough and understand your rules and you've been consistent with your rules and you're going to go against them because of an outside entity, their mother, who is not stable, who they may not understand that's not stable, it's just like my son. My son can go out and play with other boys and they start doing something, and he knows that if he do it, he got to deal with a whole different set of consequences. He's like, no, y'all go ahead. Your son ain't got nowhere else to go, Mike. No, 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 I'm just saying, I I understand what you're saying. I'm using that as an example. He understands that there are certain things that he's not supposed to do. Now, when you get to the point where you're going to start going against that because you want to listen to somebody outside of that house, oh, we got to Okay, what if they're understanding? Okay, what if they're understanding? Maybe I'm not giving you the whole picture. What if their understanding is whatever mom say that's on that court order, dad got to follow, so if, Mom is telling Why me you, man, if that's, that's none of their business, man. They are kids. Oh, hey, but, hey, look, you, I, you preaching again? You, you preaching to the choir? I feel what you're saying, but I can't uh-huh. stop. I can't stop, Mama, the, the 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 mad Mama over there, from calling and talking to her kids and saying, "Look, your daddy is not allowed to touch you. He's not allowed yeah. to spank you. He's not allowed to A B C D E F G. If he do these things, you like call me." And then yeah. I will hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish. Yeah. If you, if your dad do any of these things, let me know, and I am going to take action. So okay. now these, are, this is a private conversation to the left that you don't know right. absolutely nothing about. Then one, okay. all of a sudden, one day, that right. the, the mouth gets a little flappy, and then you do something about it because you're the head of that household. You put down rules, right. and now all of a sudden you can't tell her nothing. And then she calls mom because you spanked that behind, or he calls mom, whoever, and then mom gets CPS involved to try right. to come at you from a different angle. Now, okay, well, first she's, off, her whole this is aim, what I'm go ahead. Uh-huh. I, I, I would have too much at stake to get involved with some, some, some mess like that. So first, like I said, my wife and I would have to have a conversation to discuss options because if it's going to affect the household, that's one thing. But when you start doing stuff that can affect my livelihood, that's a whole different ballgame. That's okay. a whole different ballgame. Whether hey, you're hey, rational hey. or not, you I'm not going to sit here and just set myself up. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. Hey, Mike. So let my me, wife let me and I, oh, we're going to sit down, and we if we got to do a budget or whatever we have to do, because it's, it's like, you, 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 what is it? You spite your nose to save your face or something, whatever that saying is. When you start getting other agencies and things like that involved, when they don't know the full scope of what's going on and they're looking at it as, oh, you're just a bad, abusive parent and you shouldn't be do the uh-uh. No. When I got that much at stake that can affect my livelihood, if it's $1,000 a month versus losing uh, my job behind, you know, some, some mess with legal Security clearance or something like that? Nah, it ain't worth it for me. I'm sorry. Hey, Mike, let me throw in another another variable because I, I kind of I understand uh, Darren's situation. What if the situation is you've been raising, say, your daughter for the last nine, ten years, and you know she's at a, at a particular age that if she was to leave out from under your umbrella, she could be really susceptible to a lot of bad things out there in the streets that can turn her life completely around. So it's not just the money that's keeping you in check. Right. It's the love for your daughter's future that's keeping you in check too. 
I understand that. I love my daughter. I wouldn't change nothing that took place. And I would think about all of those things because as I was raising her, I was thinking about when she gets to where she is now. But there's also another variable where there has to be guidelines. It has to be rules. And when that doesn't happen, it basically cuts you off. You can't do what you were supposed to do in reference to rearing that child. So whether I'm there or not, it's a high probability now that I can do everything that I was supposed to do and she still go out and do whatever it is that she's not supposed to do because those rules weren't there and they couldn't be enforced. Because And now she takes that false sense of, quote, unquote, parenting or, you know, governance out into the world. And it's not, it's, it's fake. You see, you see what I'm saying? So she thinks now whenever something happens, all I got to do is call mom and, you know, it'll take care of the situation. When she understands the importance of being responsible for her own actions? When does that happen? And it's different for boys because they don't have that many chances. And that's just society. So, again, you know, it's not I can love and I love my daughter. Honestly, I do. I'll do anything for her. Even now, she only calls me when she wants something. And that's fine because that's bad. But I also know how I raised her. But if I didn't have that opportunity or if I had to, you know, downplay it or dummy it down, I would be doing more damage for her. I would. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you something, like, I believe all of your answers are textbook right now. I believe all of your answers are coming from a perspective of this is what I would do if somebody at my job hit me in the face. I would call. I would think about it. I would put ice on my face. I would report him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to fight him. I believe your answers are textbook because you have not not on purpose and not to do, you know demean what you're saying, but just because you haven't been in these shoes. Now, if this happened. If it this hadn't happened to me, and somebody asked me this question, I'll be like, I'll kick him out. I'll, I'll throw her out. I'll let her go. Be be okay. down there okay. with her. Let me doing this. Oh, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I'm just saying. Okay, you have a kid in your house because you can't. They know all of, all the things that you can't do, right? Mm-hmm. They get to the point that they're teenagers. And we all know teenagers, they, it's like they forgot about all the rules. And they're like, hey, I'm going to test the waters. I'm going to try yeah. this. I'm going to try that. All these different things. And you have no way of enforcing your rules because now she knows that you can't do certain things. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't know what the long-term effect is going to be with this child. So whether you send it back to mom or they stay in your house, they still have a problem, a high probability of not following the rules and understanding the importance of being responsible for their own actions and understanding consequences and so on and so forth. Money aside, let's just talk about the child first. That's going to be mm-hmm. a productive member of society that's got to abide by rules, understand being responsible for actions, understand 
you know, going to a job, doing the best that you're supposed to do, all of those things that we put in our kids, you know, to be responsible, everything from getting up, getting ready for school, doing your home, all of those things. You get to that new level, you start to smell yourself, you're like, okay, I'm going to test the waters. No boundaries are there, no consequences are there, right? How is that any different if you know that you can't impose the rules? Because it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a great thing because they understand boundaries. It teaches them responsibility. It teaches them to be a productive member of society. That's How is that any argument. different? No. Huh? That's it's not a different argument. argument? No, I said that's not oh. my argument. That's, I, I agree with you on that. Okay. So, but what I don't, ag- when I, I don't say, agree when with I say, all right, my wife and I, we sit down, we may decide, one, we just going to deal with it, and we can't touch this kid, um, and now we got to relax our rules around the house. Right? That's one option. Now, we can talk about the pros and cons of doing that. Now, if you have another child in the house, they're going to get different treatment. That's a whole exactly. nother. That's a whole nother conversation. All let right, me ask you. Let me, let me let me take it to your let me let me take it to your living room, wife. Let me take it to your living okay. room real quick. Your mm-hmm. daughter is your wife's your wife's kid. She is your daughter. Okay, we got that. Mm-hmm. But she's your wife's kid. Mm-hmm. Your emotions towards Danielle mm-hmm. would not be the same. As if it was Mike, Mike, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt. I'm sorry. Now, what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, if Danielle was getting smart with you, and smart with her mm-hmm. mom, and you're ready to have this conversation with your wife and say, "Hey, she got to go. She's been mm-hmm. very disrespectful. She cursed mm-hmm. you out. She cursed me out. She she's mm-hmm. not doing well what she's supposed to do in school. She's off the charts. And then she calls CPS when I spank her. All right, she got to go. Your mm-hmm. wife says, my daughter is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, you as her husband, mm-hmm. you you you're in a dilemma. Mm-hmm. At this moment, you can't do anything to, with the, with with your daughter, and mm-hmm. your wife—that's your wife's baby—and she don't mm-hmm. want her to go nowhere. And she's fifteen, sixteen. She's at a tender age of fourteen. What mm-hmm. are you gonna do as a as a rational man? Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do in a head of household? What are you gonna do? In that situation. Well, first off, of course, I was explaining to my wife, my wife the consequences of not following or having rules that she has to follow. She already know that. that she, she already know that, Mike. No, but that. I mean, I, that, that needs to be reiterated at that time because her mind is more emotional than she, she's not thinking about the long-term effect. Okay, Just you got that. You, you alone, go through that. Okay. Okay, you, talk right. to, okay, you got that mm-hmm. out of the way. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, what? I, Okay. The next, the next thing that we really have to understand is what we've agreed upon as to how will we raise this kid? Now, this is an irrational situation. An irrational situation is going to be very different because the person is not thinking about the child and what they're going to, you know, what they're going to be or how they need to function. It's more animosity towards the whole situation itself. It's not helping the child. It's more feeding the situation and my my emotions. I'm upset, so I got to express that I'm upset by, you know, intervening as, as frequently as I can. So when you're dealing with a situation like that, the first thing that I would try to do is remove myself from it in a way that, you know, you're talking about a 14-year-old and having conversations that you shouldn't be having with a 14-year-old because there's no way, and, and, and I understand what you're saying, 
that she's basically standing the fire by telling them what the, what you can and can't do. But that's okay. also stopping you from being a parent. Okay. And raising this kid the way they're supposed to go. You're dancing, Mike. You're dancing, Mike. You're dancing. Answer the question, bro. What you going to do? If you want to dictate to how I discipline this child in my house, you now need to come and get this child. I'd rather pay without a house. No, no, no. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're not talking about nobody coming and get her. We're talking about you telling her she has to go and your wife telling her she's not going anywhere. We ain't talking about no outsiders. We're talking all inside. We're talking in your Dang. living room, sitting at your dining room table, discussion that, with your wife. That's the woman that I married. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm saying this happens every day, Mike. This happens nah, every day. I, I, I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that. No, no, no. Honestly, well, I see, can't. this is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. You're you all you're all textbook focused. You're not focused. You're not thinking about. No, 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 Dan. I'm basing it on my experience. I'm not a textbook person. I'm basing it on my experience. Okay, so see, this thinking. is what I'm saying. Sometimes you meet you meet something that you don't think you're gonna meet. You don't think that you're gonna meet a situation like this. You don't uh, marry a uh, woman thinking that she got a disrespectful child. You don't marry a woman thinking that her child is gonna you know, drop the ball one day and mm-hmm. meet some friends mm-hmm. outside and say, hey, girl, all you got to do mm-hmm. is do this. What can they do? Here's the number of the CPS mm-hmm. right here. I did it last night. And then she mm-hmm. get all that outside stuff, bring it in your house, and then she cut a fool in your house, and then mm-hmm. she, then your wife was like, you, you as a rational man that's been raising this, this, this child differently all this time, then all of mm-hmm. a sudden she go lefty on you guys. Mm-hmm. And now you want to have a discussion about she has to go live with her dad. And her mom says, my daughter is not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. What do you do, Mr. Rational? Not picking on you, but I'm talking about all the Mr. Rationals out there. What do you do at that point? I don't know, D, for real. Until that happens, yeah, you- uh, and I, 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 honestly, D, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell and that's you. What we, and that's what we need to concentrate on. All these, yeah, these I, pet, I could not tell you. That's um, like I said, I'm basing my, my, my responses on my experiences, and because I haven't had that experience, I could not tell you. Uh, I mean, there's general rules that, you know, we've established when it comes to a household that my wife and I, we sit down and we try to, you know, talk it out, reach the common ground, those just kind of rules that, you know, we've been married for 10 years, and that's what's worked for us. We can agree to disagree so that we can kind of come back when, you know, we we have level heads and, and, and kind of talk through it more. Um, we both are rational thinking people. Um, we think was we do what's in the best interest of the entire household, meaning her, myself, as well as the children. Okay. okay. So I can't okay, any- I can't really speak to an irrational situation because I just haven't experienced that. That was before I got married. That's why they're ex <laughs> Okay. Well hold on. Anybody else? I want somebody else I want to hear from somebody else. Cause, yeah, yeah, you know, help, yeah, help me if this ever comes up. I pray that it doesn't, you know, but mm-hmm. you know. Go ahead. Anybody else? I would say and this is the way that I operate pretty much across the board and so I think this is the way that I would operate in this situation. Um for me, I would first identify what I'm not going to do. And if if me sending, say, my daughter, or, or in that situation, if I would just identify what's going to happen. So I think if the wife is dead set against the daughter leaving, 
I would kind of accept, okay, well, leaving is not an option. And then I go back to what what I'm left with. And then I just work with what I'm left with. I have rules in my home, and if the most that I can do with my rules is jump at you like I'm going to do something, but I'm really not, mm-hmm. that's just my, if that's my limit, I'm just going to hope she buy it. I'm just going to try to, you know, and, and leave it at that and do okay. the best that I can. And, and, right. and that's it. Now, if she's damaging the household, she might just have – if she's, like, actually damaging the household, there's only mm-hmm. so many times my wife can defend that before right. I can over-defend that, before I can out-defend that, you know what I mean, before I can, right. you know, overcome that. So it's just it would be just a matter of time if she's threatening the other children in the house by her presence. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening. She, she just got to go. My wife's going to be mad. Really, okay. at the end of the okay. day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good words. Anybody else? That 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 was real good. Mike, you had your chance. You blew it, bro. Because you, no, you know. honestly, I didn't, I, hey, I'm, like I told you, I'm only speaking from my my experience. That's all I got but, to go but, on. But, I've never been faced with anything like that. I I got you, Mike. I'm just playing with you. But mm-hmm. this is this yeah. this is what this conversation is about, man. This mm-hmm. conversation is about when men meet situations. Mm-hmm. That they normally don't ordinarily meet. Mm-hmm. I didn't get married to my wife. You know what? Matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you something. My when I met my wife, her daughter was staying with her. And mm-hmm. when I met her daughter, and I seen how her behavior was, how they treated each other, and how her daughter talked back, I told my wife at that point, I said, uh, you know, I want to marry you. I love you. I'm in love with you, but I would not marry you with that with that girl staying with you. Because I cannot allow my children to come around mm-hmm. your daughter and think that it's appropriate to speak to adults mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. So until she leaves out, out of the house, you and I would not get married. And some people call it a double standard, but I had to protect me because mm-hmm. I know that I wanted, to, I, I, I wanted to say something to her daughter, but I couldn't. And I knew right. that if I tried to say something to her daughter when we were married, I still wouldn't be able to. And since right. when, when my see, if my kids was to see me punk out, then they would have tried the same thing. And oh, yeah, I wouldn't want definitely. my children yeah. to disrespect my wife in that manner. Mm-hmm. And then it makes my wife look like a hypocrite if, okay, you ain't going to say nothing to your children. But then if my children say something to you, the scenario, children, that you gave, the scenario that you gave was this just kind of came about after you were already married. I can understand and see that. Going in, it was women that I was involved with that had children, and based on how they either conducted themselves around the child or how the child talked to them, it was easy for me to take a, you know exit left because I'm like, well, if you don't have any respect for your child or vice versa, I don't need to be a part of this either. I don't care how much I cared about you because that was essential to me. That's yeah. something that but, I but looked at. That's how, that's how I basically looked at that person as a woman. Right. But every, I mean, I looked at it because, you know, the daughter was staying with her dad first, and then she thought she could move in her mom's house because they was, see, when before you move with mom, you friends. You, you try to be friendly because they're not around you all the time. Same with Malcolm's right. situation. He said every time his daughter came around, it's only two days, so he can care less if his daughter try to slick him or not because he, he right. only got a short, a short period of time. Right. When his wife is, like, looking at every little thing she do and trying to step on it before it get too big. The same, the, the same thing in this situation. But again, this conversation is about, and we we get on this phone call because every time we get to a point where we think we won't meet a situation, we meet that situation, 
mm-hmm. if you was to meet that situation, you're gonna have some you're gonna have some decisions to make. And some mm-hmm. hard decisions to make. You notice right. you ain't seen Andy in the church, you know, lately. I told you I put him out, right? And it was a very hard to, it was easy for me, but it was hard to see me finally make a decision that I had to make because of the disrespect and because of his age. Now, when we come to that point well, without when we dealing yeah, with children. Yeah, I, I was about to say, uh, uh, you know, the, the expiration. I mean, you know, once you stay yeah. past your time, you know, either you're going to apply to the – you've got to step up and really apply to the rules differently because now you got to look at this person man to man in a sense. But also he's still your father and you're still in his house. Now, if you can't follow the rules, yeah, it's time for you to go find your own house. But that's when right. you're of age. He's 18. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah uh, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at the date of expiration, you're good to go. But I'm talking yeah, about yeah. before all that. You know, you might be getting yep. married to this woman as fine as I don't know what, and she got two kids, and you just trying to that's – that's another good question. If you are a person that meet a woman with some 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 wonderful children – and you got mm-hmm. one or two kids on your own. How do you mm-hmm. treat? And this question is for anybody. How do you mm-hmm. do you treat her kids any differently just to get in with her than you would do you your own kids, or would you allow her the kids to get away with something that you ordinarily wouldn't allow your kids or your own kids to get away with? Me, anybody? If you had asked, if you had asked me that when I was like twenty four, twenty five. I was the, it, it was just where I was at that time. But being a responsible adult and understanding the importance of things like consistency and how kids kind of can feed off of stuff like that, I, I would definitely have to say, you know, being older, I would, you know, I would say no, I, I, I couldn't do that. I would have to show the same consistency, discipline-wise with my kids as I would with her kids. But, of course, it would be with her permission, and, you know, we would talk all of that. I, not now. Maybe when I was younger because I was just thinking differently, I wasn't as mature as I am now. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with him. Like back then, it would I wouldn't be thinking about the responsible adult thing. I would be thinking about um, winning. Mm-hmm. So yep. I would just kind of do what it do what it would take to win. Yep. Okay. You just trying. You thinking about hitting it? Pretty much. I'm, I'm thinking about accomplishing my objective, which would be probably just hitting it. Well, I mean, it depends also on how fine she is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What's the reason? <laughs> some some people call fine a lot of different things. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if she's if if she's a seven, if she's a strong seven, then yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would treat her kids better than my kids. <laughs> a strong seven, a strong seven or above, then yeah, I would definitely treat her kids better than my kids. But if she's like a mid seven or lower, then nah. Um, see, see, that's real talk. It's funny, but that's real talk. Whoa! <laughs> that's real got, talk, you, she got to be a seven. I mean, and I'm talking about a seven without makeup. You know, I'm talking about a card carrying seven because there's a lot of fake sevens out there. You know, <laughs> you know it's card carrying seven. <laughs> that's real. That's man. pretty good. That's real. That's real. That is real. I mean, a certified seven. Now, my last question for the evening. All right. And this is this is almost like a monkey wrench. 
What should the breaking point be when it comes to getting a divorce on account of your children or her children or your children? I mean, if the children lie on you, if the children lie and say you do stuff to them, you know, I think I think them grounds for divorce. Okay. Because eventually the lies are only going to get worse, especially if they lie on you just to get what they want. Yeah. When it starts to also affecting your livelihood, and a lot of times kids do things and not understand the repercussions, you know, um, you know, if you have any kind of security clearance and, you know, you keep getting calls, you know, getting visits from, you know, social services and things of that nature, it, it, it's it's frowned upon in a sense, you know, it, it could prevent things from happening to you in the future. And, you know, that, that's one of those things that, you know, the spouse and I have to, to talk about because the, the direction that we're going is contrary to what we what our goals are. So, you know, either... You know, something's got to change or, you know, we, we, we can't continue down this road. Hmm. I think naturally sometimes it can happen, too, because if that situation keeps occurring where the child is a problem, it can probably start making you hate that entire package or dislike that entire package. And you'll probably start falling out of love if it's too bad. Yep. Hmm. Anybody else? Because I believe that, you know, um, a lot of people, when they're in a situation where they have to meet divorce, it, it kind of make you back up and, and, it, and it hurts a lot because even – I think what hurts is if a lie is told and the mother believes it. And, and and or if a lie is told, and and repercussions like Mike just said, you know, you you got you got a security clearance and people coming at you, and you got to report that kind of stuff every incident, you know, where it's was was damaging or could be damaging to your livelihood. But it's more hurtful when the woman that you love, uh, and the, your wife, and y'all supposed to be together forever, believes the child. Now, what kind of what kind of Problems or what kind of limits? And I swear this is my last question. But what kind of limits? When should the parent, the the parent, really look at the step parent as being, okay, you're not on our side, or I'm looking at my child as being? Because I, I asked that question because one day my ch- my children was telling me I had two jobs at the time. All right, can you mute your phone? I get the echo, bro, from your phone. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, if if my 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 mother. I mean, my, I'm sorry. My wife was telling me that my children were saying things that I didn't believe that they could talk like that. They don't. My children don't talk like that. They're respectful. I'm their father. They don't speak to to adults like that. And and my children would pull me aside when I go to the store with them, saying, "Dad, when you're not home." I mean, she's doing us this way. She's treating us that way. She's making us do this and making us do that. Especially my daughter, you know, my daughter. She was she was eight or nine at the time. But daddy, she just oh, she just treats me so mean. She don't treat me like I'm her daughter. And then she starts crying and these tears coming. So now I feel obligated to stand with them against her. And now being a being a protector, 
I feel like I have to, and we. This is when I, you know, uh, we we we've been married now. I don't know her like I do my kids because they they have reiterated that to me. Dad, you've been knowing us longer than you've known her. You don't really. I mean, look at her children. These are my children talking to me. And I said, wait a minute. Now you y'all got a point. Now I'm, <laughs> and I'm so embarrassed for admitting this, but I went home and I spoke to my wife about her so-called behavior towards my children. And I told her what she couldn't do and what she could do, what she's not allowed to say to them, what she's not allowed to do with them. What she's not, I, I, I've made all these rules based off of what they said. And needless to say, it almost caused us to have a divorce. And that would have been the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life to this day. But luckily, she was smart enough to get this app on her phone that allowed her to record conversations up to four hours. Mm-hmm. And I left one day for work, and they were little angels when I left. And I was like, okay, ain't no mallet, ain't no problems in here. Everybody's good. I'm going to work. I work five minutes away from the house. Call me if anything happens. And I gave them permission to call my phone, too. If they do anything to her, and I ain't tell my wife this, but I told them, hey, this dad's number at work. If she get out raped, give me a call. Now I'm on my kid's side, not even knowing I'm sucked in the whole thing. Yeah, okay. My wife recorded a conversation of my kids being so disrespectful to her that I could not believe that those was my kids. Right. I could not believe that I was about to let the woman of my life go on account of these kids with these principalities behind what their real mother said to them. Exactly, yeah. And now I'm feeding into that. I'm in the same ring as them and not knowing that all the time that they're trying to get me back with their mom. Right. So yep. that's why I asked that question. When I came back home, my wife called me back. She said, I think you need to come home. I said, look, here we go again. What they done did now? Golly, you always telling on them. She said, right. just when you get on your lunch break, can you please come home? I came home, and I listened to the – I asked the kids. She told me what happened on the phone, and I said, I don't believe it. I, I'm, I'm going to say that to her. I was like, okay, whatever, whatever, liar, whatever, liar. I'm all in now, whatever, liar. So I said, okay, I'm coming home. She said, I got the record. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to hear this. I came home. I asked the kids. They send down this angels. Hey, Dad, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Uh, so tell me uh, what happened. Dad, you know, if I say anything, I'll be disrespecting the dogs. If I say what really happened, I'll be disrespecting the dogs. And, and, and I let them bury themselves all the way in and say, this is what she did. This is what pretty much saying she's grimy, and then she she pushed play, and all of our mouths dropped. So to the husbands out there, I said all that long. So anybody got anything else to say? Because we're about to close and go into open mic. But I said yeah, all I, that to say, go ahead. I, okay. I, 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 again, you know, we gotta understand. I, I mean, for me, it's understanding the first union, and that's me and my wife. And I would have definitely had a conversation with her first. I wouldn't have been able to draw any conclusions or anything like that without having that conversation first. Um, Mm -hmm. Secondly, is understanding the dynamic, because you're dealing with a dynamic. It's not just your kids. It's 
who else is influencing them other than you? Yes. So, yes. you know, and, and, and again, I'm not saying you handle it wrong because we have a tendency to, you know, either side with the kids or side with the wife. We, we, most of the time we're caught in the middle, honestly. Um, but again, me being a rational, <laughs> a rational person, you know, and an irrational person, that's a whole different, you know, type of conversation that you would have in this scenario. But I would definitely have a conversation with my wife. After that conversation with my wife, if she felt, and you, what, your, your, what your wife did was smart because she says, evidently our conversation didn't go well. You've decided, you know, which side you're going to take. So now I have to, you know, one, not only protect myself and my relationship as far as how you look at me, I'm also protecting you and understanding your children when you are not around. That's very yeah. smart. That yeah. is very and, smart because a lot of women would not do that. They would well, not. Once you draw that line in the sand, they'll take it personal. And they're like, oh, well, he just don't like me no more. Or he's going to listen to his kids over me. Yeah. You understand? And women, you know, they have the that. They I have said, that. Mm-hmm. No, the reason why I said all of that, because I was listening at Malcolm earlier saying what his daughter and Ike was asking him pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. But. I, I thought it's it as innocently as just go get the screwdriver or just go, you know, hey, it's simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's easy. But it started out being easy, but I, but it quickly, uh, I quickly mm-hmm. got sunk in this hole that I couldn't got, get out of, and I was willing to let go the love of my life for on a, on account of of my my a word from children. And I and I don't and I, I'm embarrassed to mention that, but I had to mention that because it's going to save yep. somebody's it's going to save yep. somebody's mm-hmm. marriage. Yep. You know now some now some cases now if the man is touching a woman or, or touching the children or doing something that's he don't a whole to be different doing, yeah. that's a whole yeah. different story. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I was I was putting that what I was hearing from them on the same level as wow she's beating them she's the mean stepmother that's that's right. that's treating my kids wrong. And that was not the case at all. So, mm-hmm. uh, but if, if any nobody else have anything to say, we're going into open mic. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.